Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live. Happy Thursday, Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. The final show for us until Tuesday. Hello. Wow. Yeah, it's a little weird to say, but hey, we don't mail it in. No, we don't. No, we just have to jam everything into one giant sports ball. Yeah, Get jam it, it in the ball. Together. And then shoot it or dunk it. Dunk that ass. <laughs> so I don't dumb. do layups personally. No layups. No, no layup. layups, baby. Uh, how are you doing today, huh? Me? I feel great. I'm really good. I do have a friend joining us today. I'm sorry? Yes. It's called um, a stress zit. It's the size of a human being, and it's on my forehead right now. So if you hear it talking, <laughs> I'll shut it up. Uh, to be honest, you didn't have to point it out because literally you can see it's pretty big. I huh? put a little t-shirt on it today, dressed it up Did you for notice the show. it, Chris? I didn't. Oh, yes. I 100% I didn't. Well, I think part of the reason is he... He's been told not to stare into Morgan's eyes. That's like true. She, she's just very uptight, and you just can't. Yeah, you have to be careful with that. <laughs> Wait, well, what? No. That's the one. I mean, getting zits when you're old. You're just like, when does this end? Dude, you know, well, I get them sometimes. I'm like, I thought like the teenage stuff was over. In just like, can I be honest? Segment oh, right now. You know, obviously, women and their cycle and everything, hormones. Like sometimes you'll get some of those things um, happen on your face, but like. It rarely happens for me, and this is when I know it's like, uh-oh, mental health check popping up through my forehead right now. The thing with you, though, you you kind of like it, though. Oh, I love it. Give me a little blemish. Yeah, Chris, if you ever have a zit, let Morgan pop oh, it. She'll do it for you. Please. Oh, it's I know. Disgusting. She's a, what's, what's the show that she watched? Dr. Dr. Pimple Popper. Yes. I'll pop the crap I mean, out of that pimple. You know, that I've known that about you for quite some time. Thank you. Well, I, I love so much that the chat is already popping at youtube.com slash Sports 1140 And everyone is uh, kind of debating about the poll question I put up today. You know, it's All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And I saw something on social media a little while back. I'm like, this is a great question. This and it's, great. it's something that we'll probably sprinkle in throughout the day. And I, I'll, I'll get people's perspective. Okay. Which are you picking? You can make a million dollars by scoring on a fifth grader. Uh-huh. You can make... 10 million by scoring on an eighth grader. Yep. Score on a varsity player, $50 million. You score on an NBA player, $500 million. Think about it. We don't need answers right now. We don't need it, but the poll question, I'm going to give you the (laughs) right now, the lead, the eighth grader for 10 million. When do you want to know who I voted for? I don't want to know right it? now. Okay, we are okay. saving it. I'm just okay. going to say. I also have some questions to add to that. Yeah. There's, trust we have me. A I have a this. full breakdown. <laughs> yes. We have a full breakdown of this because it's a big, uh, it's a big topic. But right now, at the moment, scoring on an eighth grader for 10 million is a lead. That's wrong. We'll talk about it. Don't today. don't tell us what's right or wrong. We'll tell you. Um, Morgan, there's so much to talk to, especially NBA wise. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, he was on with us last week. But he also did an interview with our buddy Sam Amick over at The Athletic. And, you know, Sabonis is not exactly a guy that opens up all the time. No. Kind of keeps his emotions in check. Very political. like Very political, right? Well, not like... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not like... What would that be? He's not campaigning for politicians. He's just not going to say anything wrong, right? He's going to make sure... 
he gives the bare minimum. Hey, got, got, team's going in the right direction. I love it here. Uh-huh. Anyway, he talked about his future. He also talked about his ever-evolving relationship with Mike Brown. I think there's a lot to take away from that that we have to t- talk about today. Oh, no. There's like, I told you this before the show. I felt like almost in every single answer of his, there were so many different things to break down. And when you hear a great (laughs) basketball player talk the way that he did in this piece, you want to break every single thing down. What are you laughing about? I just love the chat. Scott and uh, IPH were like, oh, you mean diplomatic? Maybe that's the best way oh, to put yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There like, we go. He's very political. I meant oh. like um, political answers. Calculated? But, yep, maybe? yep. All these all these words are much better. Again, stress pimple, can't remember words. <laughs> uh, if you're in the chat, by the way, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. It just helps the channel grow um, also Make sure you're subscribed. Sacktown Sports 1140 reached over 6,000 subs. That's great stuff. Live and local, 6A to 6P. I love it. I love that. It just did that in three weeks. That's amazing. Huh. Amazing. Huh. Huh. <laughs> you know, I feel like today after the show, I'm going to be like Patrick Mahomes. Did you guys see Patrick <laughs> Mahomes yesterday? Oh, yeah. Dude, Wait. if you guys have not seen Patrick Mahomes at the Chiefs parade, just search it. He's on the bus chugging beer. He's got a WWE World Heavyweight Championship around his waist. And at one point, he looked like he was about to fall off the bus. A guy had to, to hold him up. Him. Yeah. 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 Man. He deserves it. Probably, you know what? I'll be honest, too. Another, can I be honest? Um, he, uh, I hope he's not taking any painkillers for his ankle and he's just oh, allowing the geez. drinks to carry him through. No, because like when I saw him out there, I was just like, oh God, I hope, I hope, I hope he's smart because he's not going to feel good tomorrow. Oh yeah. He's not going to feel good today. Yeah, but you know what, dude? What? He's not human. That's you know? true. Like this guy is playing on a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Then he re-injures it in the game. They had him mic'd up for that. Yeah. He's, he's making, oh my God. And he goes, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. What? So, like, he could probably be the guy that's, like, swaying, nearly falling off a bus at a parade, and then be like, hey, I'm good the next day. He probably got a workout in. No. His ankle is, like, perfect the next day. He's good to go, ready for the next season. Yeah, it was fun to see him, though. Like, I love seeing these uh, athletes in those championship parades and seeing them get a little wild. It's um, They're loose. They're just being – they're – not their true selves but necessarily. It, it but... is interesting how we publicly we we accept that as like sports fans. <laughs> yes. If Patrick Mahomes, let's just say it was a Thursday night in the uh-huh. middle of the season, at a and club, you just saw him just swaying. Oh man! Whether a bar, club, or out in the street, we'd be like, dude, he's not focused on the game. But because it's a parade, it's all good. I was at the Giants World Series parade in 2012. Wow! I was, I was. Um, in front of like the stage, just he was waiting on for our... one of the buses. I was not like literally in the parade. <laughs> yeah. I was at the parade in downtown San Francisco, and we went to like the main stage. And you're just standing there all day waiting for the speeches to happen. We just do weird things at parades. Like people are drinking beer, people are smoking. Yeah, I, I had a in friend... San Francisco. No, I know, but my <laughs> I had a friend that was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. She went in the bottle. I'm like. We accept oh, things probably at parades. couldn't get no, to a bathroom. So, like, Whoa. these players, like, w- no other time is it acceptable for a player to be like, 
just getting absolutely blasted on camera, by the way. There's like news stations like, oh, look at Patrick Mahomes just enjoying a, a championship celebration. It's like, no, he is completely wasted right now. Do we socially accept this? Because it's like, you just said it. You just said it, Deuce. You're like, man, after this last show, I'm going to be looking like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Like after Remember hard Tom Brady? work. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hard work or successful things happen in your life or maybe even a, a championship comes into your life. It's like as a society, we just go, you deserve to get drunk. Yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. You, to make it to that point, you have to put everything on hold. Yeah. And then yes. that next day, it's do whatever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's especially as an NFL quarterback, dude, every game, every week you have a game. Every week there's huge meaning to the game, right? Win or yeah. lose. We in Sacramento, we treat Kings games like oh. football fans. Oh yeah, we do. Right? Like where it's like every game matters, even though it's eighty two games. Well, there's sixteen games. And on a Wednesday night, like Mahomes isn't going out and having fun. No. Mahomes is like, Hey, I was at the office until seven. I'm going to be back there at 5 a.m. I'm getting treatment. I'm watching film. I'm meeting with the offensive coaches. Then I'm going through practice. They grind for, you know, 25 weeks yeah. and just from the season and then all the offseason stuff. So you're right. It's just like you're letting loose at that point. Letting loose and, hey, you deserve it. As long as you're staying safe, you deserve it. <laughs> just, Drink lots of water. I just love it. I saw Ross Tucker tweet it and it's like, this is just not – there are kids watching this and oh. he was joking. Oh, he was good. no, he was joking. Good. Clearly joking. And everyone jumped him like he wasn't. He's like, guys. It's I, clearly a I, joke. I, I'm a former football player. Yes, it is clearly a joke. Well, weren't there some weirdos that didn't like that uh LeBron after he became the scoring champ in the NBA, uh, that he used dropped an F bomb on the yeah. mic? Well, and LeBron is funny too, because LeBron literally after breaking the scoring record, just took a week off. And we had, it was like a sore ankle. And it was like, yeah, his it's, it's ankle's really bothering. No, he took a week off. You deserve it. <laughs> no, he came back last night. He he took a week off because he he broke the scoring record. <laughs> he went out and had a party that night. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll be back after the trade deadline. That party hit me a little bit harder yeah. than I thought at 38 years hey, old. The Lakers, I'm going to be honest, watching them last night. Inspired. I, Come on. I I realized that two days ago, I told Chris to play the Undertaker music. I forgot. I, I said it was all over Rest in Peace Lakers. I still don't feel like I'm scared of this team. Yeah. But I had trouble watching them last night from the standpoint that I'm like Vanderbilt. You're watching Vanderbilt? That guy is locking up Ingram last night in the first half. And at one point, Mark Jackson, the broadcast, is like, yeah, man, I was talking to uh, Antonio Daniels, and they say if there's one guy who's just great at defending Brandon Ingram, it's Jared Vanderbilt. And people just talk about his defense, his ability to defend wings, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. Dude. I'm shrinking because I'm like, that's exactly what the Kings need. And I didn't feel that same way when I saw Matisse Thibel hit, yeah. what, five threes the other night. I was just more like, yeah, like new situation. It's going to happen, whatever. Um, it's fun to see those rumblings of those names and then what they actually accomplish even when they don't end up on the team that you want them to end up with. But Vanderbilt was a guy <laughs> that Dude. we not only talked about for quite some time, but then when you see the Kings not make any tweaks and 
they want to put it out there like, yo, we want to keep this team together. We don't want to mess with this chemistry, whatever. But those tweaks are so, so very important to get better and better in not only this year, but leading into next year. So then you can build that chemistry with that new player, especially if you have this many DMPs on the end of your bench. He's one of those guys that, especially in today's league, where you need these wings who can defend. Like so having dude, his closeouts. Oh, Brandon Ingram couldn't make a shot on him last night. Yeah. Well, I mean later on, but couldn't make a shot on him at first last night. He made life more challenging. He did. Well, we have a jam-packed show. We are live until 2 p.m. Pacific time, and then a special edition of Cal's and Rami. You got Rami. I think Chris Watkins is going to be on for a little bit. You got Frankie Cardicelli. Also, we will have a King's Roundtable on this show at 1 p.m. with Chris and Frankie. They leave tomorrow for Salt Lake City to cover (laughs) All-Star Weekend. They'll have everything covered for SacktownSports.com. We'll have them in the 1 o'clock hour. It's Deuce and Moe on Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. It's a great song. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. We are live on Sacktown Sports. Wrapping up our first month here? Is it? Is it four weeks in? Wait, it hasn't been a year? I'm messing with you. It's been been 81 long years. It's our final show until Tuesday. We'll be off Friday, and then there's the holiday on Monday, so we'll be live again on Tuesday from 11 to 2, but... (laughs) We got a lot to get to before we get to that point. <laughs> We're hanging out with you guys live on the Sacktown Sports app. Also, should mention this, Morgan. Yes. I want to encourage people to check out SacktownSports.com because we have local content. You know, you go to some station sites. It's, it's all like, like mediocre. A, it's all Associated Press or yeah. whatever, which is fine. Mediocre. But there's actually, we have people here who work on things. Killing it. Frankie Cardicelli just dropped a piece previewing Keegan Murray and the Rising Stars oh. game. Go then Emil Fergosa just dropped five offensive free agents, the 49ers, and then the Raiders should pursue. So I just saw him working his ass out out yeah. there. Sacktownsports.com. It not only has like all the shows listed, but it has articles and content. There's going to be a ton of content posted over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Because we have two people going to All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And, and I still haven't uh, seen them, but I'll tell them today that I really need the behind-the-scenes TikTok from them of their uh, weekend journey. I don't know if they're good at TikTok, you know? Like, I don't not, care. Like I thing. don't care. Oh, it's the new okay. day and age, and they're going to get good at it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see you, Chris Watkins. I'm looking at you. Yeah, I see. He's he's too scared to talk back. That's right. That's right. All-star game this weekend. doesn't sound like Joel Embiid is going to play now. Strange. And he says, I'm not healthy. I haven't been healthy for the past three weeks or a month. I was just trying to get to the all-star break without missing games and stuff. But I feel like I've reached a point where I need to follow the doctor's advice. Back then, he said I should have been sitting for two weeks, so we'll see how the next few days go and go from there. Let's be real honest about this All-Star conversation. Let's be honest. Luca even said he's looking forward to Sunday when he gets a flight to Mexico after the game. <laughs> I think most of these players are like, do we have to go to Salt Lake City? Dude. How did Salt Lake City get? I'm not, I've never been to Salt Lake City. It looks beautiful. But it like, does. How did they get the game? It had to have been because their new ownership group. It has to be because it is interesting when you look at their nightlife and everything that does close. And I'm, by the way, I don't go out, so I'm all about that lifestyle. But 
the NBA players and people surrounding the NBA are not. They are people yeah. that want to go out. They are people that want to go drink, that want to indulge and have fun. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I've watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There's always a way to find some fun. I think with All-Star Weekend, they need to change it. It needs to be, and not talking about events, locations. Start playing in football stadiums. Everyone else does it. Damn. Make it bigger. Make it more on the line. Like, hey, All-Star Saturday night or All-Star Sunday, the yeah. game, play in Vegas. Play in New Orleans. Play at these mega places and fill it up. Okay. Allow more fans because right now all it is is a whole bunch of rich people who have ties with so ownership annoying. or teams. Yeah. There's very few fans who go to the actual game. Absolutely. So you might as well open it up. Let's let's 70,000 people go to a game. What was the game this year with the San Antonio Spurs? Where was that at? Alamo Dome. Alamo Dome. Spurs Warriors. Yes. And you look at that, and I know it wasn't for people that actually wanted to watch the game. You know, they're like, how are we supposed to watch the game all the way from here? Sure. Your your view of the game isn't going to be great, but I feel like for All-Star Weekend dudes, that is such a great point. That is the point of the weekend is just to be there feeling the vibe. You're not supposed to be there breaking it down all the way from the top seat and, you know, it's still going to be super expensive. Yeah. But at the same time, you could get um, – a lot more people there. Yeah, make it a huge event. A but at the same time, I also get it. They want to reward different cities, and it's cool for new markets. It's also a way to entice owners to make sure their facilities are top-notch because maybe, just maybe, you'll land an all-star game. You know, the Warriors will eventually get one. The Clippers will get one once they open up their new building, too. What about here? Not going to happen. Ever? I, there's just not enough hotel space, and that's the thing. Like, well, I remember the the Kings doing an All Star bid a couple of years ago, and oh. it was like when you get to the point where you're like, "Hey, listen, here's our bid. We don't have the hotel rooms. Cruise ship in the river. That's when you know. Okay, I we, remember. We that. don't have enough. I remember. If we're that. dropping cruise ship in the in the, they're like talking about building islands at some point. I'm exaggerating okay. a bit. I was but like, my what? point is, there's just not enough hotel space. An Smith instead. A what? An Smith instead. What is that? An isthmus is like a tiny little piece of land. Really? An yeah. isthmus? Can you yeah, spell you that? That's not a thing. I-S-T-H-N-U-S. That Chris, an isthmus. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Isthmus definition. Um, A narrow strip of land with sea on either side forming a link between two larger areas of land. So can it be a man-made thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I'm sure it can be a man-made thing. Well, um, you're a genius. Yeah. I know I lie 95% of the time. Yeah. That wasn't yeah, one yeah. of them. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing, too, where with, like, Sacramento All-Star Game, it would be awesome for sure. And I think the, the basketball, it would be so fun for yeah. the city. They just want all the hotels, like, within the downtown region, which I do think from an NBA perspective, just misguided. Like, downtown Sacramento is not that big. Like, if... There were people, let's just say, like, some media had to stay Dang. in Roseville. I was just about to say, this, it, right next to the freeway. I mean, it's it's 25 minutes. I mean, if you, you know, in traffic, like, 40, but, yeah. like, it's not that far you away. You know how many times when I was playing on traveling basketball teams in the summer that we would stay away from a court and then you're driving just 20 minutes to your gym? Just yeah. 20 minutes there and back. And it was never difficult because, like, even though the coaches had to rent, like, three different vans to drive us all, it was still just, like, you do it. And I think this is something that is so very doable. People are working. Like you said, it's not like they're drinking and driving. There's Ubers. It just builds so much for the Look, city. Sacramento will get one when the city is ready for it. I don't need Sacramento to go, Ooh. you know what? 
You know what we need to focus on right now? Let's get 3,000 more hotel Thank rooms. You. Let's focus. I think there are some bigger issues in Sacramento than got to get the all-star game here. I mean, just drive around downtown Sacramento, Midtown right now. neighbors. Yeah, you have a lot right now. There's a lot of issues. So, you know, it's just, it's, they're not at that point yet. But I think the NBA can, the California Classic being an event is cool in Sacramento. I think that has, I hopefully it comes back this summer. Yeah. It's just meant for like. Wasn't it in, it was in San Francisco last year? Yes. I don't even remember because it probably wasn't a big deal there, right? Because it's not really a basketball town and no one really cares. It was. People just go to Warriors games. Well, if you remember, it was just, there were still restrictions on attendance and it was right before Summer League. It was right before Vegas Summer League and it was right after the Warriors won a championship. Oh, yeah. It was like the (laughs) week later, the Warriors are hosting a Summer League. California Classic just needs to be in Sacramento every single year. And that's our event. And own that event because you have multiple teams here you have hardcore basketball fans here the Warriors fans aren't that far away either it's fun it's a great summertime spot own it honey yeah Yeah. I think one of the fears would be as the Kings get better yeah they're not going to have that high draft pick anymore are you a little afraid of maybe it can Stale well, it's no. no. I mean that. I, no, that's a fair thing. I do think Sacramento is such a basketball town. That's that it. Having the ability to go, hey, I can spend twenty dollars and get a great seat to watch rookies, even from other teams. Right? Yes. It's not just about Sacramento. It's like it's it's same thing not with Summer from LA for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some other teams. I don't know. Summer League's awesome. I love Summer League. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on that. Not only with Summer League, but. Um, Having the California Classic here just for my own personal selfish needs would be absolutely amazing. Morgan, we got to get into the Sabonis story. So, Demonis Sabonis spoke with Sam Amick over at The Athletic, a little Q&A with him, and he talked about his future. Yeah. He also had some things about his role in the offense and how that's evolved. That was pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Let's uh, talk about that coming up next. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Mm. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. God, this song gets me pumped up. Dude, every time. Every it's just a vibe. I, I just I did life wrong. I did life wrong. I should have just been a wrestler. I should have just been like when I was twenty, I should have been like Screw the sports broadcasting thing. Yeah. Let me just juice. Let me yeah. let me train and Good. become a wrestler. Because I I hear that and I just I literally I close my eyes and I just think seventy thousand people just <laughs> booing or cheering for me. Booing. I am booing. never gonna get it would that. Be it would definitely you are definitely not a baby. Is face. it too late for me to be like a heel like on the mic? Can somehow. I be honest? If you become Okay, we're gonna be real honest, you gotta stop saying can I be honest. This is the third time you said it in 30 minutes of a show. So I've let's be got better. a stress pimple. I don't care. I can you, say what I want. That's the time you mentioned that. So we're, we're keeping track today. Three, two. Three, three, two, two. three, two. Anyway. So I was going to compliment you, but yeah. we can move on. No, I please. Mm, funny. Um, if you ever became a big enough sports broadcaster, 100% they would give you your moment. You No, no, no. You would not be a Paul brother. You would not be Bad Bunny, but you would be, what are those people called that come in and they get smashed? Jobbers, jobbers. No, you would be a, be a jobber. jobber. I would be, I, I would be like a, a Paul Heyman advocate, right? I'd be on the mic. I, I just, I need to have the mic. No, I think Jeff Jarrett's hitting you in the head with a 
Are you kidding me? And I Never. like that. that. Well, sorry, that's where you're at. I want to be the guy. Look at that... you. Look at Kane you. Kane is tombstoning you. Like being MJF for a day. You, but you're you're not, and you never will be. I'm sorry. Am I talking to MJF right now? <laughs> oh man, um, you peasant. We gotta get this Demona Sabonis story in just but, a second. But it, it isn't too late for you. Diamond Dallas Page started when he was 35. Bang. Um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the Demona Sabonis story we've got to get to in just a second. Okay. I did want to mention one thing in Chris's update. He was mentioning Joe Missoula today. Dude. Dude. We were just talking about him last night, yesterday on the show. Yeah. And you were talking about, we were talking about the coach of the year race. And it's like, he's still an interim, right? Well, today it was announced he's officially been promoted as the head coach of the Boston Celtics and got a contract extension with the team. I was making the case yesterday. I'm like, I wonder if Brad Stevens wants to actually have a coaching search, talk to him, many guys. And you're like, dude, no, this guy has done enough. And he gets rewarded right before the All-Star break. He is officially the head coach of the Boston Celtics. I'm so happy for him. And no, they were not listening to our show and thought, yeah, man, these two people in Sacramento, they sure? must be right. I yep. thought I saw Brad Stevens in the chat Did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> these two are very much right. But seriously, we like what we were saying about him or what I was really pushing for yesterday, I think we overthink things sometimes in these positions, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, Do you, does this person have enough experience? Are they old enough? Are they going to grab the attention of all the guys? In the... One of the most emotional states of these players, this guy helped rally them all together to lead them to be number one in the Eastern Conference. And on top of all of that, you guys, so all this is going on before he was even getting the extension. He was obviously asked to be the uh, head coach for the All-Star game, right? For the Eastern Conference team, whatever. And when he was... Someone from the athletic asked him about it, like, oh, are you excited about the news? He's like, it's whatever. It's whatever. But then they went into the locker room and asked Marcus Smart, and he was like, he said it's whatever. That's BS. He's just the most humble dude, wants to keep it on the down low. He is stoked. So I think about him and this head coaching job, and it just makes me excited. It's just a good example if you don't know how life's going to work out. You think this time last year, Joe Mazzula, 34 years old, was gone. I may be coaching the Celtics next year. No. Like, there's no chance he thought that. Nobody thought it. I mean, mean, honestly, Boston wasn't doing that great at this point last year, right? Before their surge. And now he is, at 34 years old, a head coach of a team that's got an MVP candidate. They've got depth galore. And to be honest, one of the title favorites in the NBA, in the Boston Celtics. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And I know you can look at this and go, yeah, but he's given everybody, everything with the team. He even has, like, um, isn't, is Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench? Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you even have a six-man-of-the-year award candidate right there. So you have so many things going on for you with this squad that was kind of passed along to you, but you still had to manage it and do a good job with it. And that's exactly what he's done in this season. And I think, no, I, I know we look back at that Luke Walton situation with the Golden State Warriors and you're like, man, he was handed that and look what he did when he was a head coach. This is different. This is a big enough sample size right now that you're seeing going into this season with all the adversity and making it truly into something where they're going to be possible contenders. They are. Con- what do you I mean, possibly? I'm sorry. They're contenders. Poss- possible, possibly coming out of the Eastern I Conference see. is really where my brain was trying to go. Well, <laughs> let's get to this piece. Uh, Demonis Sabonis unplugged Sam Amick 
wrote about uh, Demonis Sabonis today. Had a little yeah. Q and A. That was pretty interesting stuff. There was a lot to. You know, we we had mentioned this at the start of the show. You know, like Sabonis is he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Very focused on basketball, um, but you know he's not always candid with his thoughts out there. No. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. I felt like this was like some of the most candid stuff that we've gotten from Sabonis. Loved um, it. And he was just talking about like making the all-star team, what that meant. And he was talking about how he feels like it just means more because of everything that came with it. You know, not a lot of people thought he was going to be an all-star again when he got traded to Sacramento. Yeah. People are like, oh, he only made it twice. He's going to be an all-star again. I mean, listen. The next year. Yeah. He also talked about just the fact that there was so much, you know, on him coming over in Sacramento and for him to get to that, that's a big time honor. He says at the same time, we're the third seed. So obviously the goal is to keep that or go even higher. And by doing that at such a high level with the West being so stacked, how strong it is. I just think it's great for the city, for the Kings organization. You know, it's Fox, it's me, it's Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray. There's four people representing the team at all-star weekend, which I don't know if that's happened in a long time. You know, also we should acknowledge Namias Keita. Represent the Stockton Kings. Yeah, on, on Team Gila. Scoot. Yeah. So that was pretty cool stuff. Um, the other thing that I was talked about was his future. You know, a lot of people are curious about free agency with Sabonis. Yeah. Because next year will be the final year of his deal in Sacramento. Pretty wild. I mean, let's be real. You feel pretty confident, though. I feel pretty confident. Yeah. Um, he was asked, has your perspective changed on the prospect of this in Sacramento being a long-term fit. Sabonis so says, I've had the same mindset coming in. I'm a professional, and I'm going to do my job no matter what team I'm on. Obviously, I love it here. Everyone knows that. But like we just saw at the trade deadline with the Phoenix trade, guys you think are going to be there for a long time get mm-hmm. traded. So the player can say all he wants, but sometimes it's not you in the person's hands. You know, I'm happy we're the third seed, and hopefully we keep getting better. That's the goal for now, and whatever happens later will be at that moment in the present there. Dude, he went from OKC to Indiana, Indiana yeah. to Sacramento, and you look at Sacramento and just what it's done with not only its city, but then also the arena. All those things got to come into play. Um, but you look at what he's been able to do in this system, in the, in the, the chemistry he's been able to build with coaches, with teammates in this organization, in this system. Like, that's got to go far for someone like that. For sure. I mean, I think the success is the biggest thing. You know, it's like people want a player to be like, yeah, I want to be. I think at the moment he does want to be here. Yeah. I think he likes how things are going. I think he really likes De'Aaron Fox. I think he sees the pieces around. He sees Keegan. He likes that. But also, he's a competitor. And as long as this thing continues to go in the right direction, I think he wants to be here. And the Kings can pay him more than anyone, and he'll be satisfied to get that type of money, be here long term. You know, we know he has a house in Napa, too. Yeah. Right? It must be nice. You think he Airbnbs that? Um, Like this weekend, do you think you'd like I'm going to say he has enough money to not have to do that. Could you imagine if he was like a super host on Airbnb? That would be amazing. You you go there, and he he greets you with like a bottle of wine. Hey, this is a... You're like... Domas? Is that you? What are you doing? <laughs> With some chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh, yeah, this is from our vineyard out back. <laughs> no. He's like the best host ever. Yeah. He actually stays in the house. He's like an in-house host, too. You know, I oh. would love to just, like, hang out with him for a day. 
What really? What would you do with him for a day? Just chill out. Where? What? Napa. Yeah, Napa. Okay. Oh, drink some wine with I could, I could, Dude, I could talk hoops and drink some wine. Oh, get, him a a little, bonus. get him a little loose and just be like, okay. What if, what if what he was, was just really mean? Like? What if he was just mean, though? He was like a mean drunk. Like, he was and like, he tried to fight you. I hate I hate the way that Kevin Herter comes off my dribble handoff. I, <laughs> I think he's like happy, happy guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. You know, just like, 100. Oh, oh, if you like this, try this. Oh, I know exactly what you want. You need to try this. This cheese pairs perfect <laughs> with this red. Oh, oh, hey, says if he was a super host, he tucks you in bed at night. <laughs> Such a, oh, I would be like, he, hey, call or text me time if you need anything. I'd be like, hey, do you have any, uh, do you have an extra pillow? He like comes out. He's in his Puts PJ. lavender <laughs> on it. Oh, my God. This is my dream, so. We have to, we have to ask him if he ever be. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do. It's ten thousand a night. Yeah. So do you? Um, uh, a little out of my price range. <laughs> or I would just, hey, you need a house sitter for the weekend. I know you're not gonna be in town. No, he doesn't need a house sitter if he's renting out the house. Like it just stays. It stays. Oh, but his other house. Does he have a pet yeah. that he needs to be sat? These are all so great questions. Needs a pet to be sat. Like a pet sitter. Yeah, it's just a weird phrasing, right? Is that the pet needs to be sat? That's why you need a pet Sit? sitter. <laughs> All right, so Sabonis sounds like he wants to be here. The, the whole point is he wants to be. I think he wants this to be here point. as long as it's going well. Like we mentioned the Napa ties, but it's also like, hey, if you're winning and you can make some money yeah. and you like playing basketball here, cool. Yeah. And if not, yeah. But that's why it's on the Kings and Monty McNair. Look, McNair gets an extension. It's on him to continue to evolve the team because you can't just get satisfied with, hey, with a third, third seed at the All-Star break. Hey, went to the first round. Like, it has to be, all right, what's next? How do we get to the next level? We'll continue to talk about yes. that, including what he had to say about his relationship with Mike Brown. There's so much to get to, and we want to hear from you. 339-1140, Are you a little concerned at all about someone else's future? Or are you like, no, he's staying here for good? I'm chill, We can do that. Coming up next on Sacktown Sports. And Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. Morgan, did you not pronounce Josue's name in the chat? Because because he said someone, you guys literally just asked me how to pronounce my name and you said you could pronounce it. I, I'm sorry. And that's not why I did I just read your comment with so that. Do you want to say it? sorry? I am so sorry, Josue. That's how we say it, right? Oh it better be. If I remember correctly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we made a point. And he was, he was so nice. We Dude, at a Kings game. so nice. Thank you for saying yeah. hi, too, yeah. by the way. Super nice guy. Appreciate you guys hanging out. We're, of course, chatting during the break on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. You can be there and chat away. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Um, let's get back to the Sabonis thing, because I thought he also had some very interesting things to say about Mike Brown in the piece yes. on The Athletic. and. The, the full piece is fantastic. You guys should check it out. But uh, he was talked about. He was talking about this season a little bit and adjusting to a new coach and all that stuff. I'm scrolling to find it, as you can tell. <laughs> I do. Literally, I feel like you can okay. read any answer, and I what? Sam says, "Let me hit the rewind button real quick. If you go back to the beginning of the season, the front office had upgraded the roster, added shooting. They had their plan." Then coaching-wise, it's, okay, Mike Brown's a new guy, so what is his vision? 
I had heard that you had some strong opinions about how you wanted to be used and that early on there was some discussion about the way Mike saw the game versus the way you saw the game. What was the process like with you two uh, figuring out the vision and this working relationship? Um, 100% great question, right? Great question. And for context on this, Mike Brown, we know this, he's been a control guy. He's been known as someone who's been very rigid. Um, I think he's loosened up a lot. Oh, people have done pieces on him. Yes, But he is known for being kind of a control guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, even uh, the clothes he wears, the shoes, everything. OCD. Yes. Sabonis, watch him. He likes having control. He likes directing. He likes communicating. Mm -hmm. He's very vocal about how he feels about the game. So it kind of makes some sense. You have two guys kind of going through like, hey, am I going to be used a certain way? And Sabonis coming off the heels of being coached by guys like Rick Carlisle. Yeah. uh, Nate Bjorkren. Like these are guys who are pretty like – structured guys that's uh-huh. like my way or the highway stuff so i think in some regards the bonus is like i don't want this to be my next pathway i want to be able to be myself um so he was asked about their working relationship he says yeah you know maybe it even happens today we argue we argue yeah not in a bad way but we just talk things through you know i saw myself at the beginning of the year doing other things that i've been doing and he saw me as something else but as the season went on, I feel like we found that middle ground of a mix of both, of how he sees me playing and how I see myself playing, you know? Okay. Mm. Great follow-up by Sam. He says, help me understand the specifics there style-wise. What sort of actions are we talking about? Sabonis so says, certain situations on offense of what I feel like I'm good at, in the pocket, getting guys open, even bringing the ball up, I wasn't sure I would be able to bring the ball up in the preseason, you know what I mean? But the more I did it and the more it was helpful for the team, then slowly as games went on and the year went on, he would mention it in a positive fashion during film sessions and stuff. I felt like it wasn't all just boom straight away, you know? It was learning for both of us and and what we both want. He probably saw me doing something else and I saw myself doing what I've been doing lately. Before they came to an understanding, he says, it was pick and roll. Roll all the way, seal your defender, dunker. (laughs) It was things that obviously I can do, but my strengths are different in areas that other bigs don't have, like playmaking in the post, the little areas where, you know, Sabonis thrives. The fact that Mike Brown not only has evolved over time as a coach, but was willing to even evolve to another level as a head coach when Sabonis came in by collaborating with him and understanding how they both could see success if they just understood one another. And that's sometimes tough. You want to make sure that you're finding the balance of being like, hey, I'm the manager here, but I also believe in our collaborative effort to leading to success. So you can also be that leader. And we might not agree on every single thing, but when you believe something is wrong or right, push back and and make people believe in what you know is right and what can be successful. Well, I think that's the other thing. And I mean, it applies to a lot of things in life, but keeping it to the basketball floor for a second, like... Sabonis wants to do the right things out there, right? He wants to get his teammate involved. This isn't a guy that's like, hey, I'm not getting touches. I want to score a ton, so give me the ball or I'm going to be upset. He's like, hey, I can do these things that can help the team. I need to do more than be in pick and rolls and seal a guy and dunk. I need to be a guy that has the ball. I need to orchestrate things. I need to be doing dribble handoffs. One of the things that Sam also asked him about was like building that trust. 
He said, I almost wonder if Mike Brown needed to see you up close to trust what you could do. Coming from where Mike comes from with the Warriors offense uh, and Draymond Green doing so much of that playmaking, that he would love to play the way you want to play. He says, that was my thought process too. It's Mike Brown who came uh, with Draymond. Mm-hmm. Jordy came from Denver with Jokic. I'm yep. like, wow, I'm going to be putting these sets that I've never seen. You know, It's going to help me so much and I'm going to learn. So as the year went on, we definitely learned from each other. And it's like you said, I feel like I had to show him in person. It was easier for him to trust me to do what I do. It's been great now. For most of the season, it's been great. But the beginning was tough for me because I was trying to figure out the offense, how to be myself at the same time, trying to figure out what the coach wants me to do. That's something I've experienced probably with every new coaching staff. You know, At the beginning, it's always like, okay, how do I figure out what they want at the same time be myself? I know what I can do, and I have confidence in myself. Mm. So like, I, I think I, I get – and look – Think about this if if you're at work right now. You've probably had different types of bosses, right? Every different type of boss you could ever there imagine. There is something scary about a new boss coming in, right? Like, you just don't sure. know what to expect. And especially if you like the old one or if you had a bad experience, you're like, is it going to be like this one? Yeah. And I'm not saying that Sabonis comes from bad coaches. Like, Rick Carlisle is a great coach. Absolutely. Has, has a different way. style. Yeah, different right. style. And so I'm sure Sabonis goes, man, Mike Brown. He was with Popovich. He was with Carlisle. He's coming from Golden State. Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to have to push a little bit here? And it's interesting that Sabonis almost had to earn his trust a little bit, right? And I think it's good because they push each other. It is productive to have a situation where there's collaboration and disagreement. I think sometimes we look at pushback as being a negative thing. Yeah. When really, it's like, no, if the right intentions are there, if both people want the same thing, which want is to win. win, and yes. it's for the good and the team, that's great. And obviously, Sabonis has got to give something, but he, Mike Brown has to give something. Exactly. And I think it's a beautiful thing when someone like a Mike Brown who likes control. When I say likes control, I think even that can look negative when really it's just likes to be in control because when you're not then it feels like something wrong is going to happen right and that's what clicks with people with OCD it's like letting go and loosening up and understanding when someone wants just like you're saying the same thing as you but wants to do it a little different trust it a little bit trust it test it out let it flow let it happen that's exactly what he's let Sabonis do by pushing up the ball the bust out go and getting the offense going even quicker now you start thinking about the rest of the roster. Yes. Does Mike Brown have to trust Davion Mitchell a little more? Does he have to trust other guys more mm. that, although maybe he has not seen them do it with his own eyes in person, that they are capable of doing stuff like that? We can talk more about that. We also have to bounce around the National Basketball Association. What a night last night. Mikel Bridges? Oh are you God. kidding? I know. A 45 piece for the I Nets career high? Insane stuff happening in the NBA. Where's Russell Russ, Westbrook? Is his name Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. Where's he going to land? It sounds like maybe the Clippers, huh? That's where we thought before. Don't go anywhere. We are live until 2 p.m. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Sacramento Kings are off until next week, but we'll have plenty of representation in Salt Lake City for the All-Star Weekend. Friday, Kings rookie guard forward uh, Keegan Murray will be playing in the Rising Stars game. Saturday, Kevin Herter will be taking part in the three-point contest. And on Sunday, Jamana Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox will both play in the All-Star game. Chris Watkins and Frankie Cardicelli will be on the ground in Salt Lake City covering everything on ZachTownSports.com. Boston Celtics President of Basketball Operations Brad Stevens announced today that interim head coach Joe Mazzulla has officially been named the team's head coach 
and was given a contract extension. Mazzola was named the interim head coach when then team the team suspended head coach Ime Edoka for the season. He has guided the team to a 42-17 and record, which currently leads the NBA. Now time for more Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. On Sacktown Sports. Oh, yes. We are live. Live in local Sacktown Sports. Also on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140, where people are making guesses right now. Yeah. About who are the players that have targeted Demonis Sabonis' hand. Huh. He was asked about today in the athletics piece. Athletic did an awesome piece, Sam Amick, with Demonis Sabonis, where he talked about his future. Yeah, he'd like to be in Sacramento. Yeah. Talked about getting adjusted to Mike Brown, how it took some time to be able to do what he wants. But, hey, it, it's been great for Beautiful him. Beautiful relationship. But the other thing uh, Sam asked about was, like, hey, you know, are people targeting your hand? Aye. And he said, yeah, definitely. He said, there's been a couple of players. I'm not going to say names, but there's been a couple of players. Some players even joke about it, but we're close. But sometimes it's like, damn, that looked pretty suspect. Like, how are we going to go for a rebound and you grab that area? You know what I mean? Sometimes it just happens and I don't say anything. I just play my game. But it's something that I wish I didn't have to think about or worry about because it does hurt during the game sometimes when it gets hit in certain areas. Yeah, it's tough. that. Um, so Dylan Brooks has hit him. Yeah, Who that's else? definitely one Who of are the them? other I, candidates? I would have Pat Beverly up there. Um Who's that guy? Why can't I think of his name? Shooter. He's a shooter. Shooter. Kevin Herter. No. Buddy Heald. I literally. Steph Curry. No. I don't. Ray Thompson. Someone's got it Keegan for me. Keegan Murray. Nope. Bucks. I, Bucks. Grayson Allen. Yes. Thank Grayson you. Allen. Oh no 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 no! I didn't see the injury, but dude, he was involved in uh, an injury the other day. Are Derek you White. serious? But I, didn't, I haven't seen the replay. I don't think he did anything intentional. It definitely was not reported as intentional. Okay, okay. But this might be the most disgusting sounding injury of the season. What is it? Okay. No. Well, for me, it, it just sounds very Okay, painful. okay. Derek White. Um, He collided with Grayson Allen okay. during uh, the Bucks celtics game. Okay? Of course he did. Apparently, he ruptured his eardrum. How? I don't... He how? Sta- he's, no, but get this. He stayed in Milwaukee overnight oh, to God. be checked by an ear specialist. Joe Mazzulla said after, he said he has a hole in his eardrum. So he's managing that. But he was cleared by the specialist. And he's here and he's ready to play. He was in Milwaukee overnight. So he ruptured eardrum. Imagine that. Uh, you know what some of the symptoms of a ruptured eardrum are? Are you ready? You looked it up? Yeah, ear pain. That may subside quickly. <laughs> there could be mucus-like pus-filled or bloody drainage from the ear. Oh. Uh, hearing loss. Ringing in the ear. Spinning sensation like vertigo. Nausea or vomiting from the vertigo. Those Wait. are just some of the symptoms. So apparently, he goes after the game, you know, whatever. Goes and sees that ear specialist in yeah. Milwaukee. Then he flies to Boston after his appointment in Milwaukee and arrived at TD Garden in time for warm-ups. Uh, Mazzullo said, I know he made it in time uh, for shooting uh, shooting time and all the things that come before the game. He's safe, he's healthy, he's been cleared by a specialist and can't do any more damage. Dude, final game before the All-Star break. We always talk about like players, hey, take it easy a little bit. Yeah. Dude, you just ruptured your eardrum last night. You don't have to play. What is Can, nut job? Well, okay, here's... The, it's What got me was that... Yeah, there's a hole in the eardrum. What 
Wait, what? From running into someone? Um, and of course it's Grace and Allen. And even if there's no ill will, oh. you just think about how reckless Grace and Allen can be. And so your mind automatically goes to screw you, Grace and Allen. But I think about this hole in the eardrum thing, Deuce, and really quick. I'll never forget this. When I was playing, I had we had to wear this team shoe. And my feet, I have like Shrek feet. Okay, they're wide. I need certain shoes. And for some reason, they're green. It's and very they weird. Are like they're green. literally Shrek feet. You're like, yeah. what? okay. Yeah, no, no. They don't even accept me <laughs> at nail salons. So I'm wearing this shoe and I'm like, oh man, this is really hurting. I told my coach, like, hey, I'm probably going to have to wear a different shoe. And she's like, no, it's the team shoe. You wear that shoe. Kept wearing the shoe until finally a hole. Here's like my pinky toe. In my other toe, a hole. Stop it! Like formed uh. in between. In between. You know what, though? You have some weird things. Morgan what? at one point had a hole in her back. Oh, I did have a hole in my back. And but when that... I say like a hole, it wasn't like, oh, there's a little. It was the size. Black hole. What, the size of what? A sand dollar? Yeah, a human <laughs> being could have been sucked in. Yes, correct. Okay, no, but honestly, it was the size of a. It was huge. I got I got a, a little tumor removed, and then the stitching, though, didn't go well. So then there's this giant hole. So then I had to have friends and family help me by shoving, ga- like, gauze in there. And it, that's because you had to keep it I wish my moist. eardrum was punctured so I didn't have to hear this story. Yeah. This is just Anyway. No, but uh, honestly, it's crazy that Derek White had to deal with that. And you dealt with some weird stuff and during basketball. That's so crazy. Weird. So weird. Uh, Scott in the chest said, my wife's had ringing and vertigo for, from her eardrum puncture. She takes meds if she gets nauseous. No. There is no fix. Uh, Mary says, bet that airplane ride was not comfortable. Yeah, dude. that. And he played last night. Um, I love that all of this led from people. Sabonis targeting <laughs> yes. to Grayson Allen, probably one of the candidates targeting to Grayson Allen, knocked into Derek White. Derek yes. White punctured eardrum, played last night. That's what you call. Smoothly going from spot to spot. Uh, by the way, Celtics did win that game, oh, wow. and uh, Derek White played 27 minutes. Oh my god! He also, I think, got hit in the lip that game. He had a swollen, like bloody. <laughs> oh god! Leave Derek White alone. Insane. Appreciate you guys being here. By the way, coming up at 1 p.m., the ever so popular <gasps> Kings Roundtable with Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli will be here. Chris mentioned they're going to be on the ground in Salt Lake City. I wait. Why are you saying it I like just, that? I just I don't know. When he said that, I'm so I'm just very immature, and I was just like, can you imagine they're just like crawling around on the ground in Salt Lake City? Like they're like, I mean, they might. Hey, be. we don't know what they're yeah. going to be up to. Hey, we'll send you to Salt Lake City, but you got to be on the ground the entire time. They're just army crawling on the ground in on the floor, just scraped up. They're just bleeding. <laughs> Dude, the snow. They're like. What? I don't know why I agree to this. This is when I know our brains aren't okay because the imaginations just flow. Every, or maybe it means you that know what? No, okay. it's good. It's a good thing. Okay. Imagination's a great thing because coming up this hour, we're gonna get uh, a sense of Chris's imagination Ooh. a little bit. We're debating something new on the show today. Yes, I've heard about this. Story time with Chris Berlant, baby, baby. Or Chris, we have no idea. But he's found a few stories that maybe fly under the radar that only Chris could come up with. Okay. And uh, we'll just kind of react to them together. Okay. Well, I'm very excited for that. But, Deuce, I'm so sorry. I must go back on this. Um, I really wanted to talk more about how we were talking about the trust between players and that piece. 
Yes, let's go back to this. This is what we talked about before at the end of last hour when Demonis Sabonis and Mike Brown had to kind of work together, um, kind of figure out the best ways to utilize him, highlight his strengths while finding some middle ground. And I was bringing up the point like, okay, can the same be said about other guys on the roster that we saw flashes of good from Davion Mitchell last year and then Rashawn Holmes, who was good enough to earn a contract uh, from the Sacramento Kings where he's making like $11 a year. Does Mike Brown need to have a little more trust and maybe patience with players? <sighs> and I think my my automatic thing from just reading about his personality and his techniques as a coach, I'd be like, yes. Because, one, you have some of these players proving to you that with a longer leash, they can do so much more. They can be efficient. But here's my other counter to this would be some of these players like Davion Mitchell and Rashawn Holmes. Look how Sabonis, Domas Sabonis pushed back and said, no, 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 I got to do a little bit of this. Just trust me. Trust my ability to play this game with this type of flow within your system. He was trusted. And on top of that, it's been successful with Rashawn Holmes. You know, he's a pick and roll guy. And sometimes I just wish he would look at his guard, whether it was deer and well, if he was on the floor and look at one of his guards and be like, pick and roll with me right now. bud. I know you're not running. You're not staying disciplined and running all the way through or running through this motion office off offense completely how Mike Brown wants it. But trust me, let's dominate this pick and roll against these two defenders right here. Like he's got to take control of that. Davion Mitchell, same kind of thing. How many times in the last couple games that he has played, you see him just going through the motions, going through the actions and not trying to feed off of them. And he can take someone off the dribble, but not going confidently. And I think Mike Brown is more like, if you're going to do, if you are going to be in there, you got to try your own thing. If your own thing doesn't work, that's how you're going to sit. But also, if you don't try your own thing, you're going to sit. So you might as well try your own thing and try to be successful, right? Yeah, but you you know how it is in basketball. You can't just like, try your own thing because when you your offense is built a certain way but like, there's freedom to the offense and that's where I'm going with it there's freedom to make quick decisions yes. you're right and but I also think guys like De'Aaron have the freedom to do more than maybe a Davion who's like also hey I get to play three minutes I need to really be perfect and do it this way when it, it's a tough balance man and I think Brown can I think he has to think about how to get more out of Davion, how to somehow get something out of Rashawn. I'm not saying he hasn't thought about it, but the other stuff hasn't been working. And I'm going back to that Lakers game with Rashawn. Always. 16 and 10. Defensive player of the game chain. Mm. What did Rashawn do well? But the better question, what did we do well for Rashawn? Yeah. How do yeah. we get that? And again, you don't have to expect those type of outputs all the time. But when you have a hole at the back of five and you're going, I don't know what to do here. We're trying a whole bunch of different things. I, I want the guy that started NBA games. A guy that has proven that he can hit a floater. Yep. A guy that plays with energy and passion. He's not perfect. There's going to be matchups that are bad, but get something. Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell, we know he's a dog. Yep. We know he gets after it defensively. But he's he's pretty much turned into offensively. A catch and shoot three guy. Yeah, that's not him. going through like, the motions. Yeah, I want I want Davion to attack. When there was that one game when Fox was out during the road trip, where it's like, there you go, be aggressive. Yeah, he took it quick in transition, got the and one. Those are the things you want to see out of him. So we talk about him building this trust with Sabonis, who obviously has 
more of a reputation as a player, a two-time All-Star. Yeah. Rashawn and Davion don't have that reputation. So sure. maybe they're, they're not getting that benefit. But I think when you're a coach, you have to find ways to maximize the talent that's on your roster. And for two guys that have been productive, I think you can get more out of these guys. That's exactly it. And that's why, too, I think if these guys are even being told like, hey, you got to do what we say. But at the same time, if you sprinkle in a little bit more yeah. of your identity and what you're good at, whether it's the pick and roll on a little floater, whether it's Davion attacking and making a quicker decision off of that attack, like, and it works, then you're going to be trusted yeah. more and more. And sometimes, sometimes you look at the Rashawn thing, it doesn't matter that you played your game and you did right. what you could and do. That's, and- that's an issue, I think. You know, I, I think you got to help out. Uh, we got to talk more about this, including Davion and Trust and all that. We got to bounce around the NBA. We also have Chris with story to. I messed that up. We also have story time with Chris Verlad, baby. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. We are live! Okay, I totally forgot that that was a one-minute break. <laughs> I literally was washing my hands. as good. Oh, it's a one-minute break! And I stopped washing. I don't need you. Ew, you stopped washing? No. Well, I don't know if I believe him. My hands are completely dry. That's weird. Um, Sanitizer. No, I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate you guys being here. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. <laughs> How long were we back for? Like 10 seconds? Oh, all I got was that we are live. Why would you? Wait, do you not? I You no, realize I it's do not a show about, it's like every about, second of my life. It's not about you. It's about the professionalism of being in here ready to go. That's a good point. I know I don't do that. I No. You, did you Honestly, hear me sprint down oh, the hall? Yeah. I was a little weirded out that you weren't in here. Yeah. I was like, you don't do that. I think other people What do you have, think but... your 40 time was there? Oh, dude, I was fast. Oh, the amount of times I've run in these hallways, and I'm, I'm like, people underneath are thinking It's fun to run in these hallways. Fire. No, it's fun. If you're a little kid, it'd be the best place to run. No, because it's just like the it's hallways a giant, are tight. Yeah, it's, and like it's you're a square. on a course. Yeah, yeah. No, it like it all connects up here and it's like, ding, 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 ding. When I used to do A's games here, I might have just like walked around the all <laughs> way around here just to walk. Yeah, no your steps. And- yeah. Oh my god, were you okay? Uh, this was the middle of 2020. Okay. <laughs> um, let's get Not to the okay. live chat. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us on this Thursday final show until Monday at 11 for us, yeah. which is great. Uh, get a little reset. Be ready to go for a big final 25 games for the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Morgan Reagan. Uh, we were talking about before the break, just like kind of the trust. How do you get more of Davion and Rashawn? Can you get something out of them in the final 25 games? And someone in the chat was just mentioning, uh, talking about Davion Mitchell, talking about like he's not, Martin was mentioning he's not getting to the free throw line. It's like, yeah, because he is just pretty much turned into a guy that's not trying to hit open threes. And someone else was saying, you know, Mitchell and Monk aren't shooting well. Like Monk's not shooting well, but doesn't get the same type of. You want to know why? Thank you. I would do. Because he's a playmaker. He's making quick decisions. And sometimes 
those decisions are chaotic, but sometimes it's controlled chaos. Mm. And when it is most of the time that controlled chaos that's adding that energy that's producing on the offensive end, whether it's with his buckets and or with his playmaking, is why he's getting these opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think he's finding other ways to impact the game and getting those paint touches, like you say, like getting in there and creating something. And it's tough. I'm not even saying that it's Davion's complete fault. Like, it would help if he knocked down shots, but he's just... He's not adjusted well, and I'm telling you, I think Mike Brown could do more to get him going. Like, you cannot have a situation where you have two guys who have played big-time NBA minutes before be pretty much non-factors for you. Like, one played nine minutes. Rashawn Holmes doesn't play. Yeah. He's pretty much out of the rotation as, at this point. So It, it screws with you mentally yeah, yeah. and physically, but you think about the mental aspect of things, and I know we could say and be like, well, you got to be mentally ready for anything. Hey, you talk about mental – talk about Ben Simmons, dude. Ben Simmons Thank felt you. so bad for him last night. Why? He came off the bench. Yeah. Got booed. That's okay. And that was in Brooklyn, right? That was in Brooklyn. See, and it's like he gets booed everywhere he goes. And I know we can act like, yeah, but he's dated models and is making millions in dollars. But it's like it doesn't matter. Like it still doesn't feel good as a human to get treated like that. One of my favorites, Zach Lowe, was on ESPN. And he was talking about why he feels bad for Ben Simmons. Nitpicking Ben Simmons, doing the zap rooter every time he catches the ball under the rim and throws it out. It's the low-hanging fruit of NBA analysis. We can do it every game, every night. I've reached a point where I just feel bad for him, and I know he's making $35 million. No one's actually going to feel bad for him. He doesn't have big problems in sort of the global sense, but I feel I've reached a point of just empathy. He's clearly a broken player mentally. He's scared of contact. He's scared of free throws. He's scared of shooting at the basket. And it's just sad to watch because we all know what this guy was as recently as two years ago. And there's no point anymore, really, in beating him up and beating him up and beating him up for all the stuff that we can all see playing his day. I just now have reached a point where, like, I hope we see the old Ben Simmons or 75% of it again because the guy that's playing now is a broken player. That's so true. Great it breakdown. And like, it's so easy, especially on social media. Like, I see it with Sixers fans all the time. I have Ugh. a couple of Sixers guys that I follow who always bury them. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, dude, they're showing, like, his passing up and stuff. But, like, dude, go go look up Ben Simmons, like, 2019. Yeah. That's a completely different guy. And he is, he is broken right now. Broken. And we could talk about coaches getting something out of a player. How do you put him in a position to succeed? I was watching some of the stuff from last night's Nets game because Bridges, Mikael Bridges had 45 points last night in that game. Eight rebounds, five assists, 17 of 24 shooting. A couple of the assists were from Ben Simmons, and he made some great passes. And you're like, you see the glimpses of Ben Simmons sometimes. You're like, oh, it's there. And then you're like, oh, why did you pass up that shot? The glimpses, though, is where you see the dominance. Like, even when he was... He got the ball down low. He's posting up. The double was thrown at him. Why a double was even thrown at him, I'm not even sure. Maybe because he was deep enough and with his size. It's like they want to make sure that he's not going to shoot it. And so when the double was thrown at him, his pass looks a lot like a Luka pass sometimes where he's just like a tall, big guy. Yeah. can get it up high and like sling that thing cross court. And he got it to Bridges for three. And I was just like, yeah, there's... There's something there in his playmaking ability still. He still has that. He still has the vision. He can still play defense. But, man, it's just like Zach Lowe was saying, you just want to see 75% of him come back. I do think 
there's a chance in this final stretch of the season that Ooh. you see more of the old Ben Simmons. This is probably the best opportunity for him because okay. there's no Kyrie, there's no KD, there's none of the crazy expectations. The sun, the excuse me, the Nets right now, they're just fun. Yeah, I mean, you watch their games now post trade. Oh my god, they've got guys who could defend. I mean. Even when Dinwiddie comes in, like, everyone's inspired. Cam Thomas is now coming off the bench. Cam Johnson's playing for them. And you see what Bridges is doing. Bridges had a big game last night, but this is not just like, oh, he had a big game because they're just, they don't care. No, he took over that game. In fact, Bridges has scored 20 plus in 12 of his last 15 games. He, this is going back to playing with the Suns. Yeah. He is a gifted player. And you saw that on display last night. Do you like the nickname Brooklyn Bridges, by the way? Oh, I do. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, yes. We yes. we approve in this so, building. My whole point, though, is I do think there, there's something. It, it kind of reminds you of the Nets team that Kenny Atkinson was coaching, right? Yes. That had like Jared Allen, D'Angelo Russell. They were a scrappy bunch. And it was like, oh, they're probably building something here. This Nets team, they've got defenders everywhere. You got bridges in a role that's nice. Uh, could this be an opportunity for Ben Simmons to build his confidence back up and rehab that? Because I, uh, so much about life in general yeah. is mental. Okay. Yeah. We talk, so, and when sports so much, we always go, what's wrong with this guy? He just sucks. It's like, dude, what's going on with him? And there's clearly, Ben has been open about yeah. what he has gone through mentally. It's still there. He's had some physical things with the back too. So you just hope everything gets figured out. And just because he's not updating everyone every single day on his mental health doesn't mean that it's just, it's gone away or he's okay. You know, I mean, the other day we were talking about anxiety attacks and I was laughing because I had an anxiety attack on the live show. And I was like, gosh, I don't even have those anymore. Why am I getting that? Probably because I'm a little bit too stressed out. But like, you know, when you're transparent about it, it, people can 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 feel for you and go, yeah. oh, that's why she sucked today. But with Ben Simmons, he's not going to tell you every single day that, like, yeah, every day is a battle. I don't even know what I'm doing out there. I don't feel good. Oh, and I'm getting booed? Like, it sucks. It's sports. He's. I can't tell people not to boo him, but at the end yeah. of the day, it's just really sad to see. What was tough was listening to Vaughn the other day when you're playing, like, what position should he play? And he's Oof. like, well, you could put him at center, but... I don't know There's about issues, that. Yeah. About guard. But what really sucks is that was his strength coming in. Right. His strength was you could put him in anywhere. Positionless. And now it's just like, I don't know where to put him. It's just tough. Aye. If it can go away that fast, I think he can come back. I, I hope. I, I hope. I'm hopeful for it. Me too. All right. We'll talk more NBA coming up. Plus, top of the hour. Kings Roundtable. We have two people who will be going to NBA All-Star Weekend covering it for Sacktown Sports. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli, live in studio with us at 1 p.m. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Especially some of the newbies that we have as we try to build this community on Sacktown Sports. Appreciate you guys watching us live at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Should also know we got an awesome website, SacktownSports.com, where we've got a ton of local content coming to you left and right, including stuff from Salt Lake City. We'll have two people in Salt Lake City, Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli. They'll be live with us in studio before they get on a plane Friday morning to head to All-Star Weekend 
in Utah. Make sure to follow Sacktown Sports on Instagram and Twitter because then all the links are right there to get all of their content as they cover it all weekend long. And a quick shout to YouTube feed for getting mm, us mm, over mm. 200 thumbs up today. Uh, the buyout market is getting interesting, Morgan Reagan. What, what, what are you doing? There's a spider web up there. Gross. I, I just, where did this come from? I was clapping and looking up, and I was like, ugh, that's gross. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's fun. It was a. Very- I, and then I knocked my jacket into the. You know what? Rewind? You got to rewind. Can I get a rewind? Uh, I'm going to actually delete that part just out. Got it. Yeah, we won't even have. We don't want to replay delete. any of that. Delete. And, delete. Okay, I'm deleting that part okay. out too. <laughs> Great pull, Morgan. Thank you. And she, what is what she did the complete wrong hand motion. Oh, yeah, oh, it's just delete, supposed to be yeah. delete. Delete. Yeah, and be careful. Don't you gotta be careful. Oh, make yeah, yeah. sure that pointer <laughs> finger is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make sure please. it stays down. Yes. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, Morgan, I have a poll question on the YouTube chat today yes. before we get to the NBA buyout market and what Adam Silver had to say about refs. Okay. The poll question today, as we're at All Star Weekend, let's have a little fun. Let's lo- use our imaginations a little bit. Um, what are you picking? I already know. This game called, which are you picking? You will make $1 million if you score on a fifth grader. Okay. You can make $10 million by scoring on an eighth grader. Okay. You can make $50 million on a, uh, if you score. Or, sorry, 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 sorry. Let me, where's the poll question? Bring it up. Bring it up. Uh, <laughs> you can, on an eighth grader, $10 million, Score on a varsity player, $50 million, Score on an NBA player, Five hundred million dollars. What are you choosing? So you get one million for scoring on a fifth grader, ten million for an eighth grader, fifty million for a varsity player, and five hundred million for an NBA player. What are you choosing? Um, my choice and what I voted for was score on an eighth grader for ten million dollars, Bob. Okay, so I've got some questions. What? Great, I can't wait to hear them. Is it one on one? Yes. So it's a one on one one on one situation, and you only get one chance. One chance. The eighth grader. Is this an AAU? That's it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's like you don't know. You don't know. And to be honest, it, I mean, it does matter. Yes, it 100 percent matters. Have you seen some of these eighth graders? Oh nowadays? yeah. If it was Zion in eighth grade, I'm then I'm losing 10 mil. That's right? what I'm saying. That's why the answer is so easy. You guys are getting cute. It's the fifth grader. There is not a fifth grader on the planet. You can search the world. Bring whoever you want right here as fifth grade. I'm scoring a bucket, and I am walking away with $1 million. No problem. Come out the briefcase. No, 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 no. I'm And then away. I'm betting that on the eighth grader against Morgan. Can I, well, then here, and you should bet that because you want to know how I'm going to beat the eighth grader? Yes. There's no rules. Elbow no. in the face. Drop step, boom, no. okay. ten million eighth grader. Well, what you I don't know is actually Scott Foster's there. No offensive foul. You just lost. No. And, and you have to you have to pay for the hospital beer, bill. Um, the YouTube feed. Sustainable. We have uh, these are. Let's see the order right now. Uh, right now, the leader. Thirty nine percent of people saying they would pick. The eighth grader uh-huh. scoring on the eighth grader get ten million. Next up, the fifth grader, thirty two percent say one million. Then it's scored an NBA player for five hundred million. I think the thought there would be, the NBA player is like, you know what, not playing a hundred percent. Maybe you maybe you get lucky. An maybe outside you get lucky. shot. I'm I'm thinking that's DC watching uh watching us on YouTube. Although I mean. What if it's Davion Mitchell? You're screwed, screwed. But what if it's like Delvadova? I, I mean, 
Even if it's Delvadova, it's still going to be hard. I'm thinking like... Can you imagine? You're like, I'm picking an NBA player, and you're like hoping that it's like the worst defender. Even the worst defender in the league is probably not going to allow you to score. Absolutely. I kind of want you guys to go one-on-one with Delvadova now. I mean, he would, he would, he'd be tough. Yeah, he'd be tough. I agree. But if you want to play a shootout with Della Vadova, oh, I like Morgan's chances in that. Same, I love my chances. The weirdest shot in the league. In the in the league, sometimes we'll go in. I, I think won't. the questions are because I'm from down under. Yeah, I think the question with that is pretty simple. It's like you just you, you bet on an eighth grader who comes in. It's not. It could, it could be a five-foot eighth grader, and you might be able yeah, to score. Like, I want an average eighth grader. Hmm. I want to be guaranteed an average. These no, days? we're not guaranteeing you. Yeah. You not... don't know what's walking through. And you don't know what's walking through, but but truly, you guys, I'm sorry. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. And if it's for $10 million, I would not purposely hurt the eighth grader. I would just use my physical tools to put them down to the ground. You jabroni! What? Why would you just not take the million? Because just, I want ten. I don't want to. I would work love four Mor- jobs. Mor- Morgan like clear space elbow eighth grader. She goes up, blows this the is- layup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm doing against a fifth grader. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you still gonna elbow them too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It's for a million dollars. You don't like that. It's it's easy. It's it's a fifth grader for me. I'm taking the million. You have fun. And are you okay? Here's my one question though about that. Are you like when if it was a fifth grader, are you laughing or because a million dollars on the line? Like you're. I mean, I have zero reason to be worried. A fit, I mean, Zion, are, you are you playing a little bit with it? Are you like trailing the line? Uh, uh, with it, we're <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm th- kind of throwing the ball, faking the ball in the face. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah, throwing it off the floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Nutmeg them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For, I'm, no, you're not. It's oh, yeah. a million dollars or <laughs> No, no. I would just I would just beg, all right, here, give me the ball. I'm going to post you up, kid. Get ready. Let me back my, okay. my big booty up. Okay. Boom. Half hook game. See, so, yeah, give me my Half cash. Half hook? Why wouldn't you just go off the glass? You could do it your way. I'll do it my way. Like who? Mine can- would be back it, back the kid down, back the kid down, back the kid down. Shoot, rebound, shoot, rebound, shoot, and then finally go in. Wow. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not confident in my first shot. And I like to think that it, the cash I'm getting for the million dollars is like, like stacks of cash in a briefcase. Okay. Throwing the kid five dollars out of the I'm just, I'm, and I'm crumbling it up and going. Right in his face. Take that. Huh? There's not even $5 bills within this. It's all going to be $100 bills. Oh, no. I asked for fives. One. No, I asked for all fives, oh, believe it or not. Yeah. They're like, okay, if you, <laughs> you want. Sure, sir. You're weird. <laughs> Lights yeah, is... that was the weirdest part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> why? No, I'm, I said you're weird, and then Chris is, that's why Chris is saying, yeah, <laughs> oh, that yeah. was oh, the yeah. weirdest. Um, the other thing that's uh, happening in the NBA world today, the uh-huh. buyout markets. It sounds like Kevin Love is going to be bought out. Maybe, just maybe, he is going to the Miami Heat. Question. Do you have any interest in Kevin Love? Like, for the Kings? He's out of the rotation, dealt with a thumb injury this year. He's clearly not the same guy. I mean, if, if you're you not... need a backup. You need a backup five, right? And yeah. if he's going to Miami, he would be backing up Bam Adebayo. They've kind of done multiple things in Miami with the backup mm-hmm. five at one point Dwayne Dedman he's gone now but they're trying to get Kevin Love I like him because one he could, pass, he could shoot smart 
good size rebounder, defensively not great, but like your options right now aren't great, apparently, especially if you're not playing Rashawn or Alex. I just don't think they'd be able to convince someone to get like Kevin Love to come here. I think vets are still like, eh, I know they're playing better, but it's like. He can live in Miami, too. Can I go right? to Miami and yeah. maybe win a ring? Sacramento's not winning a ring this year. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. But honestly, this is the first time in a long time that I would be like down for Kevin Love. And only, again, only because what it is right now, DMPs, no yeah. trust. It's like, oh, might as well have a vet on the squad that even though he doesn't excel at certain things, he's still able to be in this motion Smart offense, player. stretch the floor. Yeah. Yep. The but th- at this point of his career, you have to ask yourself, what is love? I, what's love got to do with it? What does it? <laughs> got to do. Got to do. It's a real old Thank reference. You. Great, great. Thanks, no one Chris. got this. Um, the other thing, uh, there was one report that suggested, yeah, Miami is interested, but a team from California is. A lot of people speculating that's the Golden State Warriors. Would that make sense? Yeah. I think it would. Kevon Looney, and then behind him, I know Draymond plays some five, but a guy yeah. who can... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much left he has left in the tank. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to think he's been in Cleveland for nine years now. That He came over when LeBron returned. Wild. Wild. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm down for it. So We got more coming up. Deuce and Mo. this is Sacktown Sports. In Mo on Sacktown Sports. Coming up at one o'clock, Kings Roundtable. The Kings sending one, two, three, four, five guys to the NBA's All Star Weekend. You got Fox and Sabonis. You got Key and Murray, Kevin Herter, and don't forget about Namias Kata. Oh, there we go. I was like, did I miss something? But we're also sending two guys. Yeah, we to are. NBA All Star Weekend at Sacktown Sports. Mm. Two of the I best. Mean, I think it's more than a lot of like places media in this market. No, truly. I when I heard about that, I was like, "This is when you know this place is getting serious, baby." Yes, they are committed. I love it. For now, you know. I mean, who knows how long? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but no, Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli will be on the ground in Salt Lake City covering All Star Weekend. In fact, Frankie's already put stuff up at SacktownSports.com. He's got a preview. Of Keegan Murray and the Rising Stars game. Mm. They will both be in studio at 1 o'clock. Yeah! Now, very excited about this. Okay. It's, a, it's the pilot episode. We'll find out if this continues. But, you know, Chris always... Chris Verlod, who's with us on the show, always has random-ass stories. Sometimes we don't get to them. No. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it's time Chris has his own segment where he puts forth the stories that maybe fly under the radar. Maybe we just don't get to them. Yeah. It's called Story Time with Chris Verlod, baby. Are you gonna announce yourself? Oh, did you hear that noise? Yeah, yeah. I think it's time for Story Time with Chris Verlod, baby. Woo! So our first story of the day. Okay. You guys are wrestling fans. Yeah. Oh. Cash, but yeah. Cash. Oh, but Morgan, you're a bigger. You say you're a bigger Housewives fan than a huge real Housewives wrestling fan. fan. Yes. Well, this is interesting. What would you think if that were to be brought together? Stop it. Now, the Nature Boy Ric Flair himself said on his "To Be the Man" podcast, Woo! there could be a Housewives of Wrestling. 
And this isn't him just... Stop it! This isn't him just putting it out, just saying like, hey, maybe, what do you think about the... He says it's it's going forward. He said, you're not going to believe this. I hope this isn't breaking any news. He thinks he, he thinks it's going out there. Fox and Netflix are looking at picking up the Housewives of Wrestling. It's Randy Orton's wife, Kim Orton. Oh, wow. Kurt Angle's wife, Giovanna Angle. Oh, my God. Wendy Barlow. I don't know. Oh, Wendy Barlow is Ric Flair's wife. Oh. And Jake Hager's wife, Catalina Hager. Uh, the reel came out so good, they're looking at it. A lot of diversity on that show. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, we gotta. Yeah, come on. Let's we gotta that. gear um, towards. I, I am excited. It's interesting. I, I think it's a good mix, right? Because you got Ric Flair, who's old and insane. Yep. <laughs> Kurt Angle, who's old and retired. Randy Orton's still, re- he's not back yet, yeah. right? Yeah. But he is a wrestler full time. And Jake is in AEW. They, I'm about this. This is interesting. I am about this. Um, I do wish that they had some Bravo producers and creators um, helping them out with the product because I think that's very important because there's corny drama and then there's good drama. And the corny drama is always forced. Reality shows are always forced. But at the same time, you sometimes allow it to have its authentic genuine moments and then you build off that you just have to have the right people behind the scenes but i'm i'm here for it yeah. you love i love it i baby. don't i don't know if i like the cast i honestly because now i think about it i almost would like the idea of active because then it's like the drama of them being on the road all the time mm-hmm. and they're all hanging get out the trying to get there with it. randy orton and but randy i mean those guys aren't on the yeah. road all the time hager is hager seems to be out there all the time and what was the show that they did with uh all the it wasn't just with the Bella Twins, but they did a show with all like female wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Divas, something about divas or Total something. Diva? Total, Total divas. Total divas. Yeah. Was a hit. That well, was... well, and who can forget Miz and Mrs. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, I can forget that. And what about the show mm. that uh, it was the WWE who produced it, where they all like former wrestlers live together, like Mean Gene? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, was on. I believe Axel. that was on the network. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like those all aren't just like sticking. Okay. You got to have the right couples, the right. Real housewives mentality if you want to make this successful. But Chris, I'm here. I'm down for it. What's next on story time with Chris Verlot? So everyone's got a car. I know that catalytic converter theft. I've heard about is, that. Is, yeah, is I think my dad's thing. been a very big into that I, over yeah. the years. So yeah. it, it's a big, Gosh. big deal. Nobody is immune to this. Okay, any car, anywhere. Last Friday in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile became the latest victim. <laughs> That's right. Last Friday when the crew went out for the Frankfurter four-wheeler, they discovered the burglary. They were not able to get on the road. Luckily, they were able to get it towed to a rental van spot where they were able to get a temporary catalytic converter to continue on their way. I mean, out of all the ones you would steal, I'm probably not going for that one, right? Why? Like, it's Probably so the most obvious. Expensive. Everyone, everyone sees that they're all taking pictures in front yeah. of it. They all want to like jump on it. I want to go look, look inside. You're going under there and getting that. Not at midnight. Nobody's looking at that. So that catalytic converter story was just the amuse bouche. Ooh, oh, what else did they get? To my next catalytic converter. What story? This happened in Palmdale, California. Palmdale. Okay, Come so there was. Back to me. I love you and I need you, baby. Um, you know what? I have Afro no man. idea what this song no is. Afro Man? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, he had another song? <laughs> Dude, you know what? Afro Man had some hits. Proceed. 
With okay, Palmdale. so there was an attempted catalytic converter theft in Palmdale, California. Yeah. Keyword, attempted. So there was a small car. It pulled up to an SUV in a parking lot. People thought there was nobody in it. Perfect time to steal a catalytic converter. Four people got out, started sawing uh, the converter out of the SUV. Unfortunately for the thieves, there was somebody sleeping in that SUV. A woman oh. pulled over to just take a nap. Oh, she man. was sleeping in the SUV and was awoken by the noise of the sawing. The driver immediately started the car and reversed out of the parking lot, but stopped after she felt, quote, a bump as if she ran something over. Unfortunately, she did run over someone. It was one of those attempted thieves that was trying to get her catalytic converter. She stopped, called 911. When the police arrived, they found a man lying on the ground in front of the SUV. The suspect was taken into the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Oh, Oh my my God, God, Chris! Okay, a couple of things. Wait, he still has more. Go. What? The other three people that were involved in the catalytic converter theft were detained. No names were released. Okay. Yeah. Just imagine, like, oh, I'm really tired. I just need to pull over for a nap. You hear a saw. Was it electric or is it? They don't describe the saw in the story. I don't know why I like to think if it was, like, not an electric one. They're just like, they're like, God, forever. Or if you heard the worst case, what's that sound? <laughs> that would be, and you just feel the vibrate. You, yeah. you kill somebody. Dude. You wake up from a nap. There's a saw into your car and you run someone over and dead. It, and like, I know so many people, they think in their head, they're like, yeah, but he deserves to die. He was going to steal your thing from your car, whatever that's called. Oh, no, no, but it definitely like doesn't deserve no one, they, they don't deserve to die, and that's what makes it oh, it's, so oh, dark it, and okay. so sad. Yeah, it is sad. I was going with more of the, like, that was crazy angle, and you're like, yeah, but the, the bigger issue is people needing to steal for money, and you're right. It's a sad I issue. I was not, yeah, I wasn't trying to go there. Yes, yeah, no, My I goodness. wasn't either. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, last one. Feel okay. good? I think this is sort of a feel good. Okay, oh, feel good. Please, please, dear God. New Jersey Attorney General Matthew Platkin is cleaning up the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Okay. From fixed carnival games. Christine Struthers was fined $15,000 and banned for 10 years from holding an amusement games license, which I didn't even know existed, for rigging basketball and quarterback games. State officials said that Struthers overinflated balls for games by almost three times the recommended amount and large prizes that were displayed but were not actually available for winners. Platkin said every person deserves a fair shot to winning a prize. You know... I guess, but everyone knows what they're walking into. Yeah, I thought you know, we all like, like it was also like, like an assumption that it's like, like it's almost like can we beat the rigged system? Yes, it's like life. You're trying to beat this true, rig, right? Yeah, no, it's like it is three true. card money. I like I'm not like whoa, 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 whoa. Are you rigging three card money? And yeah. it's like if we're going to do that to that person, you got to do that to all the other people that screw over people in games too, right? I think this is a warning shot. Just oh. like hey, oh, we're, we we are act. cracking down on these people. I. I Love story time with Christopher a lot. I yeah. also feel tremendously bad because I just realized I meant to get Jaime like Jaime like a long time ago, and he's been on hold for like an hour. Oh, can you get to him really quick? Yeah, sorry, Chris. Jaime, dude, I'm so sorry, man. Are you there? <laughs> this is okay. Uh, you know, I, okay, thanks. I, maybe are you, you there? Hung up like a while ago. Yeah. Okay. 
I just want to make sure. Well, call was... back, maybe. I just felt bad. I looked over. My, oh, my God. He's been there forever. Anyway, Chris Verlod, story time with Chris Verlod. Hi, May. Sorry. Thank you. Appreciate that. I think we might get another episode. We just ordered another episode. Yeah, I would like some explosions and some like other things in between to yeah. go to story to story, though. Is that cool? Okay. Okay. okay yeah. Thank you. Well, coming up next, speaking of explosions, oh. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli in the building. We got a big All Star weekend coming up. They will be there, but first, they join us live in studio. It's the Kings Roundtable. It's coming up next on Sacktown Sports. We are live until 2 p.m. right here on Sacktown Sports and special edition of Kettles and Rami. I think Chris and Frankie will be a part of that with Rami as well. And then they get ready to board a plane to head to Salt Lake City, Utah. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. Kings with so much representation. Five people will be there, including Damana Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, Siri, Namias Keita, <laughs> and Kevin Herter. I already mentioned that. Keegan Murray. Yeah, a yes. lot. And Frankie... Cardicelli and Chris Watkins will be there covering it all. In fact, Frankie's already dropped something new today on SacktownSports.com, previewing Keegan Murray and the Rising Stars game. So go to SacktownSports.com. Be locked in all weekend. Local coverage of the Kings being at All-Star Weekend. It's going to be awesome. Also stuff on our YouTube channel as well. How you guys doing today? Great. I mean, like you said, doubling right. up. We're, we're going right. to be sitting here for a little bit. Just Chris staying yeah. on for two hours with, uh, with Rami. I'll be yeah. on for one more. But yeah. what better way to get started with some King's Roundtable? We were talking about Roundtable needs to get in touch with that, hey. if you're oh, out there. That's anyone. genius. Yeah. I'm, God, we're so smart. Yeah. Um, This whole, like, cowboy, what, our King's Cowboy, is that what mm-hmm. you say? Yeah. I just think it needs further explanation because it's said all the time. I still yeah. don't totally get it. You're like, yeah, it's just what Chris says, but what what's it mean? <laughs> It's, it's why are you a king's cowboy? It still confuses me too, okay. for the most part. But I, it, if if you have to make sense of it, really, uh, Cardis Love family's pretty big, and I have some someone out there uh, named Brian. Hey, Brian, I don't know him personally, but apparently, uh, he wanted to win some Kid Rock tickets. I think it was like almost wow. a year ago or longer than a year ago. Uh, yeah, Chris, pretty long time ago. It was a couple years ago, maybe almost. And uh, he texted me and said, "Hey, who, who's Brian?" I said, "I don't know a Brian." And he said, well, he's trying to win Kid Rock tickets. Yikes. I, I, I don't. He said I, he was your cousin. Oh. He probably is. He probably is. And oh. he does he does interact with me. And Did you he, cut him off after that point? Like when you said Kid Rock, <laughs> you're like, uh, I mean, if he was someone I knew closer, I don't know him that well. Yeah. All I know is I do not like Kid Rock, but apparently the biggest uh, mistake was to tell CV that I don't like Kid Rock. Doesn't, now, the worst thing he could have said is, I don't like Kid Rock. Now people out there probably imagine me as some guy on a farm near Yuba City just like watching basketball yeah. you know, with no, overalls right. on. Oh, so how is that different from what you actually do? Oh, oh you moved to Sacramento. I live here. I gotcha, live in Tomas. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't have a farm. Yeah. Well, you are storming a capital this week in Salt Lake City, oh, Utah. Oh, as a site For the NBA <laughs> All-Star <laughs> game. Oh, my gosh. You're going to Salt Lake City, Utah, the capital of Utah. This weekend, and it's going to be big time stuff. Appreciate Frankie and, and Chris being here. Of course, all of our guests who come in studio on the phone, they join you via the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Amazing. Folsom Lake Honda. What a transition. Yeah, I'm sure they love Your one-stop sure Honda shop. One-stop um, Honda shop. What do you guys think about the piece today in the Athletic? Sam Amick uh, talked with Damanis Sabonis. 
There's a lot of interesting things in that piece. Sabonis mm-hmm. is not exactly a guy that, you know, is open all the time, right? right? He's very down the middle, kind yeah. of straight to the point. His media sessions with reporters last like three and a half minutes. Yeah. But with Sam, he kind of opened up and, you know, mentioned he'd like to stay in Sacramento. He likes it here. Uh, and I thought the stuff about Mike Brown and, and kind of the trust uh, that he has had to gain from Mike Brown with the offense was pretty interesting. What jumped out to you? Yeah, definitely the Mike Brown stuff. I had not heard Sam, I think, in his question said that he had heard that before. I had never heard that before that that they had and they made it clear that it wasn't necessarily butting heads, but just kind of had a uh, difference of opinion on how Doma should be utilized. Um, and, you know, it sounded like there was some real back and forth in terms of Mike just kind of needed to get the trust. And it seemed like he needed to see it with his own eyes that, yeah, like it's okay if Domas brings the ball down the court or if he is the centerpiece of our offense in terms of moving the ball. Um, but the thing that I thought was the most interesting from the article was him really opening up about how the, the pain in his hand mm. um, and just how, you know, sometimes it doesn't it doesn't hurt when he dribbles, doesn't hurt when he passes. He says it hurts a little when he shoots, but he tries not to think about it. But just uh, like his hand is still a very real thing. Like it's a real injury that he is really feeling the pain of. It's not just something that, you know, they're going in and numbing before every game or you know, he has some great brace on his hand or anything. It's just a, a really taped up hand and a lot of pain management. And he mentioned a couple times of, you know, maybe some guys kind of targeting it. In yeah, who do you couple, think? Who do you think? Right, yeah, Is it well, Dylan Brooks? Uh, you know, it kind That's of like, it feels like something Steven Adams might do. Ooh, you know? wow. really? Yeah, you know, just a little cheeky something. You know what, though? Makes sense, right? Those Grizzlies players. The Grizzly. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah. Memphis Grizzlies guys. <laughs> I was going to say more because he has, like, 20 siblings and, like, you know, oh, to it's just always, fight yeah. and Poking find and your prodding, way. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. But, too. like, Morgan's talked about that when she played, too. Uh, yeah. not, not so much about, like, going after injuries, but she's talked about pinching back fat. When right? they would post That's up on me yeah. and you just, twist like, that. twist it. But people do that. And just maybe a little extra Swipe. They know what's happening with your. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's necessarily. Is it dirty? Is that dirty to go um, after someone like that? Like going after an injury? I mean, I I think that it's something that happens in sports. But <laughs> put it like that. I mean, well, I think it, I think it happens yeah. in a lot of sports. It not definitely. just in this instance, but it doesn't mean it's. I don't think just because it's part of the game means it's right. You know what I'll yeah. say? I think it really does depend on the person because of reputation, right? Like if it's someone like Stephen Adams, I'm not necessarily going dirty player. I'm just going oh, trying to gain an advantage. Where if it's like Draymond or something, or, or, or Grayson. Allen and Dylan Brooks, mm. like those guys, they 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 um um pre calculated, yeah, or, uh, premeditated. There, there we go. Yeah, there we go, yeah. Frankie. Words, yes, words. They've been tough sometimes for us today. Oh yeah. Um, anything jump out to you in that in that piece? I mean, obviously the hand thing was like yeah. the most because I think it has been become a footnote that Demonis is no playing. Intended. No pun intended. Nice. Uh, yeah, he's playing with. A broken thumb or a broken ligament, that you know, whatever the, the medical term is, but you almost forget about it when you're watching him play because there hasn't really been many instances of him even holding it or having to go to the bench and having to have the trainers look at it. It's just kind of been like a, it's it is what it is. He's playing, feels fine, and I'm reminded of it sometimes when I see him on the break dribbling the ball with his right hand or throwing a um, a pass. It just it, it kind of almost slips my mind. Then you realize oh, he's he's actually going through with it, but that and then also the part of him saying how he wants to be here. I don't think that was really a surprise. I think that he has enjoyed his time here. The Kings have been playing good basketball. And I think it's just kind of encouraging to hear it, to hear him say that or read it, I guess, in this case. Yeah. But, like, he has a good point. Nothing's a sure thing. You never right. know what can happen. And I think that if he had 
if it was up to him, number one, if he stays here, it's the most money he's going to get. He, the most money he can get is by signing with the Kings. I think it'd be a five-year, two hundred. Fourteen or two hundred twenty million dollar deal. So, and how do you not like winning, right? And how do you not like building the relationship and the chemistry that we are hearing even through this piece? A guy that holds back to open up and be transparent a lot is opening up in such a delightful way in this piece, right? Where where he's being fully honest, but sometimes that honesty, I think people in the sports world are always scared that it's going to be like, oh, is that is that a little negative right. that they had different views and a different vision? No, that's what that's how you win in anything in life, in relationships, yeah. in businesses, everywhere. If you find that collaborative effort, right. there's only great things that will come from that. I also think like it just shows you that Mike Brown has evolved a little bit. Yes. You know, everyone talks about how rigid he's been, the fact that he's been open minded, like, hey, listen to your guys. But I, we were talking about this last hour. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Because because obviously he he showed some trust and some bonus. Like, oh, you want to do some of this? Okay, let's try to work some of this in, but I still need to do pick and roll. How, how does some of that same trust get applied to maybe a Rashawn Holmes, uh, Davion Mitchell, who obviously don't have the all-star credentials of Demonis Sabonis, but guys have shown that they could be productive players. It just hasn't worked here, and it seems like a couple of guys that – have struggled to acclimate to Brown's system. I mean, Sabonis literally said it took him a second. Right. Yeah, I think that's super interesting when you bring up the the Rashawn piece and the Davion piece of it because I heard you guys talking the other day about how, you know, when Rashawn started the other day against the Lakers, puts up the 16-10, the Kings win the game. Next game, you assume, okay, this is the part where Rashawn starts to kind of get reintegrated into the lineup. He started to play well. Maybe this is the turn of something. Trade deadline goes by now. Okay, we didn't make the move for the backup center. Is he going to kind of, you know, just by virtue of him still being here, is he now going to be reintegrated into the lineup? It's I personally don't think Mike Brown – I think that's the next evolution for Mike Brown in terms of, of – trusting more of the guy he clearly is trusting Sabonis and trusting Fox especially in the fourth quarter with Fox I think that's kind of where he's let that leash go but um, you don't really see him loosening that leash with a lot of other guys we've heard him keep Keegan on a really tight leash Uh, you know it's it's it seems like the the Davions and the and the Rashawn Holmes it kind of doesn't matter how they perform on an individual basis. It, it might have more to do. We don't see them every day at practice. I assume they're still giving real effort at practice, but, you know, maybe that's where it's just not clicking the same. Yeah, I just think it's tough, too, when you do play well, and then you, you especially when you're playing like Rashawn, is right. like Rashawn, where you, you have been out of the rotation, then you get the start, you play well. I mean, you're awesome in that game, and then it doesn't really lead to anything. You start searching on what what am I supposed to do? Was yeah. that not good enough? I mean, it's a mental thing with sports too. We got so much more to get to. Deuce and Mo, the Kings Roundtable on Sacktown Sports. Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us. The Kings Roundtable rolls on. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Frankie Cardicelli, and Chris Watkins. You know, Morgan, do you realize the Highway Desperado Tour is weaving its way through the Toyota Amphitheater in September? And they're actually doing it in horse carriages, like putting all the equipment on horses and in carriages. I you're just being silly. Yeah, that's being ridiculous. Oh. But, you know, September 21st, oh. Jason Aldean. Yeehaw. Yeah. 
here, Northern California, wow. Toyota Amphitheater. We partner with Live Nation, yep. and we're like, you know what? We'll give out a pair of tickets. We'll do it. We'll do it. Why not? So we'll pick Caller 6. If you're at Caller 6 at 339-1140, you will win a pair of tickets to see Jason Aldean on his Highway Desperado Tour at Toyota Amphitheater, September 21st. For more information on contests and to read Frankie's work over at SacktownSports.com, go there right now, SacktownSports.com. All right, we've been talking some kings here. We are at the All-Star break. These two are getting ready to go to All-Star weekend in Salt Lake City. Uh, we did get a change with the three-point contest today, by the way. We got a oh, change. Oh, right. I saw si- that. Yeah. Simons is out. So yes. weird. Yes. Ju- Julius Randle. In. Yeah. No, totally makes sense, you guys. What is he shooting? I th- is he, is he uh, back good. to 35? 34, 35. I yeah. mean, did, did, did KCP piss somebody off like at All-Star that doesn't want him to after yesterday, the outcry, he, I mean, the Twitter, yeah. I just don't know how. Maybe they just made it easy because Julius was already going to be there. So they're yeah, like, right. hey, you want to just. I mean, and sometimes it? when it's this late in the, I mean, when uh, it is this late, the Simons injury just happened, right? Like yeah. it just happened. Yeah. They're going replacement. All right. Who's there? Some of these guys, the, like the games end, they're out. They have vacation. They, literally, especially on the road, like the Kings were in Phoenix, final game before the road trip. I've talked to Gary Gerald about this. A lot of times the plane is like empty on the way home because guys just go, fly, all right, I'm going to Cancun. I'm going wow. here. It's it's not. The, the, after that, when the all, that final game before the All-Star break, it's done. It's like winter break at school. You're out. You're done. So guys are all over the place. So you're not going to be like, oh, well, let's go to the three-point chart. Uh, all right. Come on <laughs> over, KCP or Damian Lee. It's like, well, those guys might already have plans. Here's my question. Would you guys rather be a uh, multiple-time All-Star or just one-time All-Star, get in and get out, so then you can have that break in that vacation or have it multiple-time All-Star on your resume forever? And really think hard about. I this. just did multiple time All Star. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Are you End like a story. are you like a star player or are you kind of like a fringe? Yeah, I think that's what matters. Yeah, like are you like, like uh, De'Aaron Fox? You also, know, I mean, I don't know. I don't shots know. Shots fired. Gonna, I just don't know if De'Aaron's going to make ten All Stars. True. Yeah. I'm, I mean, now I think he will. I probably go with multiple <laughs> just because that probably means you're. An important player, bigger contract. Okay, okay. Nice to bigger have the fame. vacation, though. That's See, what I'm thinking. that's honestly, like, I'm at this point in my life where, like, seeing what they do, and I'm, like, just doing my thing, whatever. That week is so needed that I'd be like, I don't... So guess what? When you're at that level, <sighs> yeah. it's part of your... Your job is to grow the game. It's a celebration <laughs> of the game. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. You're LeBron James... You don't look at that as an off week. That's part of your life. Like yeah. you are one of the greatest ever. You have to be there. It's it's weird. Like Steph Curry, I heard is not going. Okay, because he's he's injured. Yeah. He's not even going. I but mean, that's that's yeah. kind of crazy. But look, it's part of what you do. And like also, let's not act like it's that hard. It's, it's not, not like LeBron's no. playing forty minutes coming up on Sunday. The guy's shooting around, hanging out with guys. It's also a good chance. It's a recruiting time a lot of times, you know? Definitely. Stay away from our Kings. Yeah, stay away from our Kings. But um, another uh, edition of Can I Be Honest, you say that it's easy, but at the same time, think about, th- does anyone else have problems socially and doing a lot of it? <laughs> yes. I do. <laughs> I get exhausted. Uh, yeah. Big time. And I think about these, it's not like these guys, it's just, oh, they're not, they're playing one game and they're doing this. It's not like they're right. just hanging out in a Going hotel from room. commercial shoot to <laughs> yeah, I know. commercial I know to this interviews. Is, and... This is crazy for you to Dude, understand, be Morgan. nice. Be nice. <laughs> well, because you're applying everything to you. And it's like, these guys are celebrities. They're used to this. This is not like, oh my God, this I don't is think they enjoy it, though. And I'm Even applying it to, to just humans. Yeah. 
like just a human and just like being drained and being like, okay, oh my I think God. From the spirit of the initial question, I would much rather have a vacation than be forced to work on something that isn't really you know, my, my day-to-day stuff. You I'm know? there. They all get like that bonus though, right? I mean, I think everyone gets sure. a bonus, yeah, which yeah. I guess goes into it. That might be what, one of the driving factors behind them participating. Cause if you had to go, I mean, I don't want to say work for free, like going to the all string for free. Cause we know these guys get millions right. of dollars in yeah. their pockets, but I'd imagine that there's an extra little, little oomph oh, to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Better yeah. be. You get recognized by your peers. You're on national TV. It's fun for your family. It's a, it's an event. You're hanging out. It's a party. You get a couple days before and after. All right, mental health is just on line one for some. Oh of these yeah, guys. I know this is a grueling way. I don't know how LeBron's going to get through this. Is Sabonis going to be okay? Like, how's he going to get through? I this? I guess they are so rich that they could like. I mean, what do we have the right people around to like put up their barriers and yeah, put up their boundaries? I just think they could have some pretty great vacations. I want to see you. <laughs> that's that's my thing. It's just like I know for a fact that all of these guys would just rather. Go on vacation. I need you guys when you're there to drain the hell out of um, all the Western Conference players, okay? Just well, like just question, exhaust question, them with questions. Good, right. good. good. Try and talk. I love yeah. you. I'm your biggest fan. And then just right. keep asking them Even questions. when the PR people try to stop us, good. we keep going. Yes. Just going. keep asking Push questions. Through. You can't stop us. So the All-Star game, okay. LeBron and Giannis are the captains, and they pick the team right before the game. <laughs> Should be awkward. <laughs> Who do you think gets picked last? I kind of... I, there is a chance that Sabonis gets picked last, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, especially in an all-star game. Like, that doesn't really, you know, suit his style of play, I wouldn't say. You know, he's probably just I just wish they would troll a little bit and, like, pick, like, yeah, we're going Kyrie last. Although, you know, LeBron, right. LeBron's picking Kyrie, well, they've, right? They've kind of trolled in the past. Like, LeBron and, and uh, KD had that thing yeah. where they both didn't take James Harden and then the TNT guys get all involved, call him the dribbler and stuff, and they are, like, just whoever gets the last pick gets James I, I love the idea of do you picking like, these. Do you like the fact that – or do you think it will last, the fact that they pick people because somebody has to get picked last? Like that kind of – I don't think anyone remembers who gets picked last, but for sure, you know, that could be – Damaging so to someone's ego. Are, are they bring, are they going to pick them on the floor yeah, before yes, the game? Yes, yes. Oh, they, they, aren't, they aren't going to be like we, we pre-picked it and no, they're alphabetized, wow, so no one knows who's picked last because like that might be something they want to uh, avoid. Don't, I don't that's know. stupid. Yeah. No, that's part of the whole point of picking, <laughs> right. so we can see that. <laughs> right. Let's be honest: the, the two candidates being picked for being picked last, Lowry Markkinen and Demonis Sabonis. Damn. What about Jaron Jackson Jr.? Jaron Jackson, right. possibly. Unless there's like there relationships. Anti-Memphis thing. Ooh. You know, LeBron yeah. LeBron was just talking. Uh, I just saw a video the other that'd day. That'd be LeBron great if the two like, Memphis guys got picked last. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want that's what yeah. I want. Let's do it. Hell like, yeah. Full carnage. I think that there's a good chance De'Aaron goes pretty early. I think I mean he, the, yeah. the all-star factor like that his skill set brings, I think is high up there. Yeah. And, and LeBron Definitely. LeBron is picking De'Aaron because De'Aaron's on a clutch guy. Yep. Now. That's yeah, that's smart. Yeah, smart. Next level. We already yeah. know the teams right. then. Yeah. What about this? What about uh do you think it's going to be Ty and Sabonis on the same team? Would you, would you rather see Ty and Sabonis Ooh, on the same team? Interesting. Or Fox and Ty reunited? I mean, I'm just trying to wonder. Or all three on the same team. That's a possibility, too. Oh, my God. How weird would that be? Put them all on the same team. That'd be really And cool. then it works, and it works, and people are <laughs> just and Kings fans are just like, no! Yeah. Harrison Barnes and two thirds could have gotten Sabonis. <laughs> I, I, don't know if, I, I think the Pacers are three and 16. Since Halliburton, Halliburton went down, they went initially. down. Now he's come back. Yeah. They're three and sixteen through that stretch. 
It's great. They're, they're true identities coming out, too, a little bit, right? Shots fired right. at a Tyrese. It's not at Tyrese. I think, yeah. I it's think not it's... the city of Indianapolis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Buddy Heald, by the way, last night had a pretty big game last night. Did he really? I think, I think he had 19 points in the third quarter or second quarter or something yeah. like that. Chomp. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three-point champion, Buddy Heald. Not gonna, we're gonna pre- Is he going to go back-to-back? Yeah. Not we're, back-to-back, but two-time? Yeah, two-time. Uh, we're going to preview some of that, too. I want oh, some predictions. We'll talk more about the NBA All-Star game. And look at the Kings' final 25 games. We'll go, actually, one by one. We'll predict every one of them. Oh, mm-hmm. good. No, Great. we won't. Uh, but we'll talk about the final 25. It's straight ahead. Deuce and Moe. It's Kings Roundtable on Sacktown Sports. <laughs> On Sacktown Sports. I love the chill update, man. Speaks to me. Yeah, a little, a little different than it. We're sports. We act like everyone else. Sports update. No, we can be yeah. innovative and cool. Come on now. Appreciate oh. you guys being here. Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, the Kings Roundtable, Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli. As Chris mentioned, they could go to Salt Lake City for the NBA. Do you, have you just thought about that for a second, man? You get to go to the NBA yeah. All Star Game. You got to go to the All Star Saturday Night, even though it's not like it used to be. But the Risings, all that, you guys get to be there. It's it's crazy. Like as we get further along in in what we're doing and for jobs, it does kind of put like a little bit of imposter syndrome. I think for for a little bit, you kind of have to think, wow, this is really me going to do this. Like yeah, we're going to All Star Weekend, something I grew right. up watching my whole life. And I mean, obviously, it's lost a little bit of like that. Uh, what makes it so great over the past right. couple of years, but I mean, I'm still going to enjoy every second of the it. The All-Star game has been fun, though, with the Elam ending, right, yeah. that they've been doing. And right. Plus, like, the other perspective, and I, I try to have this when I go to games and big events, it's just like, dude, you can say you were watching LeBron James yes. in an All-Star game. Right. Yes. One of the great players to ever, Giannis, you get to be in the presence of some of the most elite talent to ever step on a basketball court. And oh, by the way, you're, it's, it's, you're getting paid to do it. Right, you're fr- yeah. It's fr- like as a basketball fan. That's what I love about this business. Like, dude, we got to do some pretty cool things in this business. Experience think, it. You just can't take it for granted. Think about all the people that you hear, like when they're like, oh, I saw Michael Jordan here and I watched him play mm. here. And you, I, whenever they say that, I'm always gravitating toward them and their stories. Like, that is so cool. Like, those are the stories that you guys are going to have throughout. I mean, not just All Star Weekend, but just throughout your careers too. All of our careers. No, I, I say it all the time. Like, I, my, if I go back and tell my former self, like yeah. I, I, the, the possibility of doing this is there, I would do whatever it takes. Not that's some from someone who did apply uh, when I was eighteen, right out of high school. I applied to pick up trash at Arco Arena. I thought maybe that's a way to get in, and I didn't get that job even. There's oh. a lot, of tr- lot of trash there at the time. Too, a lot of trash there right? right? on, <laughs> on the court. It was like, yeah. what? Okay. and you still didn't get the job. I still no, I mean, I was eighteen. And I was out of high school. And I had no. Yeah. It was just pick up trash, but I. You really I screwed figured, that interview. Yeah, I, I really messed it up. I really messed it up. Yeah, <laughs> must you mess, not had a good they didn't resume. call me though. How do you mess up a, tra- pick a trash picker up or interview? Like, is there a, a strategy to pick up trash? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's Venus why you didn't get the job. Yeah. I guess. I yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows. Going back to the Kings, <laughs> and now you don't have to pick up trash. Hopefully, no. um, hopefully not. Final twenty-five games coming up after the break. The Kings didn't make uh, some splashy move at the deadline. We did see Kessler Edwards last game. Yeah. I actually kind of liked what I good. saw from yeah. him. I don't know what that means, you know, long term. But got a long guy played some nice defense on Booker. Booker did get him once on the drive. Of course, it's Devin Booker. He's one of the most elite players in the game. But any first impressions from Kessler Edwards minutes? Yeah, I mean, it was impressive for sure. I, I. 
definitely wasn't expecting to see real rotation minutes from him, especially not this early. But that's kind of some, been something that Mike Brown has talked about a couple times. He did it earlier in the season with um, with Chimo Moneki. We saw him do it with Keon Ellis as well. Um, for him to get real rotation minutes, guard a real guy like Devin Booker, uh, I, I was I was impressed, and I think he only ended up getting about ten minutes. It was like the end of the third and start of the fourth, or something like that. But uh, I, I was impressed defensively with what he was doing, and it didn't seem like he was really trying to overexert himself. I think he took one shot, and it was a pretty open three, and he also got two assists as well. Um, I was, you know, just just not you just just fitting in his role, and again, yeah. not not really trying to do too much. I think is a is a good place to start. I am curious how Brown handles things in the final 25 games. I, they've been relying a lot on Fox and Sabonis all year, right? Even in the last game was a great example of it where, you know, Fox scores, what, 36 against Phoenix, 35, yeah. 36. He's been amazing since coming back from that time off. But, man, like, you're leaning on these guys, Morgan. 37 minutes for Fox, 38 for Sabonis. And so I, I'm curious if he does tinker with the rotation at all coming out of the All-Star break. Uh you no? know, okay, hear me out on this, you guys. I'm hearing you out. Hear me out, guys. I think when you look at the way that Mike Brown goes through the rotation, it's the best out there. Whoever's playing, uh, bringing the energy, the effort, whoever's going to be playing the best out there. I'm all for that life. But that's why it is important for them to keep um, uh, adding, tweaking this roster, mm. making this roster really work for a long NBA basketball season, right? So then you can trust the next guys that go in there the best, however you want to put that for them. But I think right now, I look at this season, I look at this squad, and I go, wear them out, wear them out. I don't care if it's all the way in the postseason and they look like their legs barely work in the postseason. This isn't about a championship this year. This is about getting that experience and how are you going to push through that those fatigue moments even in the postseason because that's how you learn look I always go back to this but look at Jason Tatum last year in that final or in that championship game or series and you look at how he just wasn't as conditioned Mm -hmm. as the Warriors and I go he was also hurt but yeah yeah but he's but him and the rest of that squad they're clicking differently going into this year going okay how can we make sure that we last in the postseason right there longer than the Warriors I agree with you on that but to be fair I think if anything that's what's helped the Kings this year late in games Fox he's ready to go man it's where he looks tired he looked a little tired at the end of the Dallas game in that overtime win (laughs) but I mean I think He's been in great condition. That's Agreed. when you look at someone like Steph Curry, who just like you're like this guy doesn't stop moving, and it, it's hard for defenders to to deal with something like that. Yeah, and this is the time to do it, like you said, Morgan. This is the time, in my opinion, as well that you have to you have to play as long as you're needed, yeah. and that's going to fall on the Kings though to kind of take care of business in some games. Hopefully, have some time at the end of games that Mike Brown can take those players off the floor, but they have to earn that. They have to earn that right, and also you got to figure out what the rotation is going to be as far as who is going to be on the floor and for how long. Because right now, there's some question marks. I mean, Davion Mitchell, I think he played the, the least amount of minutes he's ever played in a game the mm-hmm. other night. And you have to wonder, at what point is Davion just kind of a, a break glass in case of emergency and you mm. throw him out there for defense? And is Malik Monk going to be the backup point guard? You can't do that, I man. Mean, you can't. I mean, that's what kills me is you have to, even if Davion's not part of the future of your team, if you go long-term, he's probably not. Let's be honest, Davion long-term probably is like, I don't want to play behind Fox for right. the rest of my career. He probably believes he can be a starting point guard in the league, even though he has not been able to show that yet. Sure. But you got to maximize his value. Sure. And 
if you can get something out of him this year, it can help you so much. It's just, it's just are you though, or, or what are you getting? Yeah. Right now, no, it's again, fair. And I said to someone on Twitter, like I, I like Davion. I, I like what too. he brings to the table. When he's when he's on, it's it's fun to watch. I mean, the defense we all know what he brings defensively. When he can knock down threes, which he was doing for a while. For a while, he was knocking down threes. I think we were sitting at the media row, and I was like, he's shooting like thirty eight from three over the past month. But he needs a rock. I think he needs a yeah. rock. He needs mm-hmm. to be like he in a system rhythm. where he yeah. can he can get more than three minutes at a time, attack the basket. Right now, he's a catch-and-shoot three guy, and he's not a good three-point shooter yeah, at the NBA exactly. It's just not working you know? right now. Going back to the trust thing, too, with Davion, I was telling Deuce this earlier just about – I know we touched on it a little bit, but how Mike Brown wants to trust someone that is going to trust themselves, trust their ability to play, right? And I think Davion at times – only goes, okay, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to play in this system and make sure that I don't go out of this box. I'm going to run sure. uh, the actions off of this motion offense. And I know it's free, but i got to stay with this uh, to make sure I stay on the floor when really that's going to play you off the floor. And, play, and keep staying on the floor is going to make sure that you're also thinking outside the box and executing whatever it is that's outside so the box. So he needs a tug on the leash a little bit like my dog does when I get to car on for yep, walks yep. where sometimes he gets a little excited. He's like, okay, so i got to pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. Get, okay. Just like that, Deuce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, w- real fast before we go to break, we do have to make some NBA All-Star predictions coming up next segment. But uh, buyout market, Kevin Love, it sounds like he's getting bought out. Miami, it sounds like it's probably a likely destination, maybe Golden State. Out of all these guys in the buyout market from John Wall to him, um, Westbrook, any guys out there that you think that the Kings should target? Would you, would you target Kevin Love? I mean – uh, yeah, I mean, in, if if the player that Kevin Love is could be targeted without it being Kevin, because the, the name in the person Kevin Love would never come to Sacramento, in my opinion. But they need that. They need a floor spacer that can rebound and he can pass too. He yeah. can pass the de- defense. I don't know, but really handsome. Oh, he's yes, absolutely. I mean, he's he did do some GQ stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah and the gray, has, the gray yes. is really popped. He is shape shifted. Remember what he looked like yes. during the early days? In- <laughs> oh, like I, a, Jason yeah. Ross. I mean, this is years ago. Jason Ross, obviously a big UCLA fan. I used to make right. fun of him all. I used to make fun of Jason all the time. I'm like Kevin Love, this guy, <laughs> yeah. he's so fat. Sometimes and now it's like yeah. that's how you. That's those are always the ones that just like age really nice. Yeah. Mm. I believe they call it a glow up. It, yes. oh, that's a definitely yes. glow up. It's yeah. like me. I've had my glow up too, for sure. Yeah. Like I'm in the prime right now. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I would. Yeah. That'd be nice. Kevin Love would be nice. But I think, in, in my honest opinion, the most realistic, <laughs> just a little transit. Just move yeah. on from. He's a handsome, <laughs> nice. so. he's a good looking guy. No, but that's uh, how I prefer. I, I do think that a uh, like a realistic target, if he becomes available, yeah. I think Neron Zoel could be out there. I mean, that's a name we hear a lot. But I mean, you have to think about who is not going to go to Miami or the Clippers or the Lakers. I mean. Who will be kind of lower on that that totem pole, and that's Nerlens Noel if he becomes Nerlens. available. Noel, Nerlens, Noel, come in and block shots and dunk on some people. Yeah, back up Sabonis. Yeah, there you go. That would be way better. Sorry. I'll have some NBA All Star predictions coming up next with two of the guys who will literally be at All Star Weekend. It's the Kings Roundtable. Deuce and Mo, Frankie and Chris on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, the Kings Roundtable rolls on with Frankie and Chris. They will be at All Star Weekend. We got some All Star predictions coming up in just a second. 
can't believe the All-Star Game's here and only 25 games left in the Sacramento Kings season. I know you guys talked about how excited you guys are about being at the All-Star. How excited is your mom that you're going to the All-Star weekend? Very excited. Is she like, is she, like super pumped up? Yeah, she's excited. I mean, obviously, mm. now that we know who's going to be going and that there's Why are you laughing, day. Chris? What, what is <laughs> Morgan's just Frankie's mom, man. Okay. You guys have to have her on you know, sometime, I, I, honestly. Yeah. Oh, she you know, should, we should, well, she Morgan, sit right here. Yeah. She can take my spot. Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Morgan actually, I guess, apparently uh, wrote a song oh. in honor of <laughs> Whoa. your mom. I, I don't... We're beaming. Wait, why not? Okay. Right. Is that why I'm... <laughs> it's for Frankie's mom. Yeah. Mm. Frankie, where does your mom go? After school, ooh, 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 ooh. after school, I just think that she's really cool, ooh, 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 ooh. really cool. Did your mom get tickets to another game? Another game. Oh, don't you worry, I will keep things tame. <laughs> She's keeping it tame. Now you know it's not that she's just the hottest thing. I love everything about her and most her energy. Frankie's mom has got it going on. She's the nicest one and happens to be hot. Frankie, can't you see? She's the best Cardicelli. No, it might be strong, but light the bean for Frankie's mom. Yes. There you go. That was so sweet. That was great. And for those who Your don't remember, yeah, the lyrics. Uh, Frankie's mom was at the Kings game the other night, came up to us, said hi, and she's really proud of Frankie, and she should be because he's going All-Star Weekend. So cool. And you, you felt the need to write a song for well, her. Well, I mean, do you want to know something right now? Well, uh, that song has been sang to me in similar fashion since I was Probably like you know in what? second grade. With those great lyrics. Not with those yeah. lyrics. That was, that was that's a twist. I said light the beam for yeah. Frankie's that mom, was, and I don't light the beam. I, that was never, nice. right. That's, thank you. That is, that is Do you impressive. Think she's right. Right. Is she going to cry when she hears that later? She or? might play that over like a million yes, times. Might be yes. a like, and I might never listen to it again. Yes, but Kudos to the writing, and oh, now I need to go to therapy later Just today. Good job on Verlaud for the backup vocals, also. Backup vocals uh, okay. made it uh, probably better for you guys, worse for me. Yeah, a lot of lot of was that bad? That, I mean, no, that that was that was, a, that was really a oh, sweet was, message. Oh my goodness, let me take myself out of it oh, yeah. and say that yeah, yeah. you know I would have loved that if I was <laughs> <Yeah>. you. Probably <laughs> Chris is probably loving it. Let's. Let's my mom's also a beautiful woman. Yeah, let's talk about, let's get Chris's mom. We haven't met her yet, yeah. Okay, mom, you gotta make your way out. I, I feel like you're making this act like, like Morgan was making it all about your mom's look. I think she was just saying you bring your mom's Her best person. thing is her energy. Yeah. She's the you best part of selling. No, I wasn't. Yeah. No, you just heard hot and you were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh man. He was triggered by the actual song. The actual song, yeah, it's Stacey's mom. He's triggered. It was, again, it was saying to me, I'm telling you, my friends are listening to this, they would sing that to me the similar way. Frankie's mom's got it going on for with you guys being uh, at the NBA All-Star Game coming up this weekend, and I expect a lot of coverage on SacktownSports.com, I mean, you're going to be cranking out stuff left and right. Absolutely, yeah. We're moving on from yeah, the yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me recalibrate here. Yeah. Yes, we're going to be yeah. uh, doing, I mean, whether it be rookie game tomorrow, we have Kevin Herter on Saturday, which yep. I'm looking forward to a lot of yeah. point shootout. And then the game on Sunday, we'll be uh, recording a podcast. We'll be... Doing them other stuff with Matt George, yes. uh, other guys that are going to be in Kings Media will be doing some things. So, oh, wow. I do have one question. Okay, request. Sure. Could you guys please do a behind the scenes TikTok <laughs> of the whole weekend? Just like 
It'll be my first. Things. I've never made a TikTok. And make it a real. Okay. I don't care. And just to be clear, you don't have to actually like record on your phone. Do a TikTok. Like you don't have to be in TikTok doing just record right. You can just little, record. Yeah, video, right? Edit we'll it together. Okay. I just. Yeah. I'm really curious about yeah, you guys cool. are, yeah. your weekend. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys been to an All Star game? No, no. we have not. How no. are we going on before you guys? That's the real question. I mean, you guys feel like you've been everywhere. Like, not an All Star yeah, game. It's not better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Hey, rubbing it. Oh, it's because I sang a song about you. It's because of the light show and the production. How embarrassing for you guys. Um, let's talk about uh, what's coming up this week. All-Star Saturday night. I, you know, we can't really predict the Rising Stars game. That's just fun, whatever. What's, I, th- what's I got Team Gasol, by I've, the way. I've been saying the whole show, like, we're going to be represented in all these. Sacramento is going to be represented in the celebrity game. We are. It's on Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that's another cool. One. Yeah, that's, that's true. Cool. That's a big one. That's a big get. Um, and Ben Affleck is announcing. Ben Affleck will be Vin announcing. Vin Diesel is announcing. Yeah. Ben Affleck? What? <laughs> He's announcing Correct. the um, Rising, celebrity game. Celebrity game, yeah. Okay, well, we got to go to the celebrity game. Yeah. Are you, bring, you're a big fan. No, I'm not, okay. but I'll bring him some Dunkin' Donuts. And we'll um, I want to get some of your guys' predictions for All-Star Saturday Night. The dunk okay. contest. The dunk contest. K.J. Martin. Okay. Yeah, please he, remind me who's woo! in this. <laughs> K.J. Martin dunked on Sabonis' head earlier this year. No one talks about that in Sacramento. Uh, Trey Murphy. Mac McClung, who just signed a two-way contract with the Sixers, and Jericho Sims. I already have oh. who I, I can tell you who is going to win this. Okay. Do you, it's do Mac you, McClung. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you guys, in-game, in-game, get, get bounce. I know he's going to bounce. Ready. I, oh, I, ball is life. When he was in high school, he ran it. We've been much. hearing about Mac McClung for, honestly, yeah. like more than five years yeah. now, since he, I think he was coming out of high school. This yeah. is his moment. This he's is like, an NBA this, player. This is, where he this put is his literally his moment. On, oh, it's Mac McClung. Like, right. It's a Mac McClung dunk contest. So yeah. I, I'm expecting big things. I like Jericho Sims. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, Jericho Sims yeah. is in it. I mean, he, he had a – I remember he got really uh, – he went viral for his clutch sports workout last year yeah. after the draft where people were asking, like, is this a nine-foot rim? Because he was throwing it off the glass and, like, had his chin above and the rim. And that's how he's going to have to win it, right? Exactly. Well, because and that's I how think Dwight it's... got it over Nate. Like, it could be a similar <sighs> situation where, like, you know, Mac's a smaller guy. Usually when you, you know, for the dunk contest, it just looks better when you're smaller. So that's kind of in Mac's favor. But, you know, look, big well, guys, if you do anything, it looks better. More yeah, difficult. I True. do think big guys have a tougher time in dunk contests. I mean, yeah, it's just, just it's harder they, yeah. to to maneuver your body when you're that large. You I've know? got you McClung. If Shane Sharp was there, maybe it'd oh, be I'd different. But I go Mac. I go McClung. Shane every day. You, what do you? Who do you have? I'm going McClung. I'm going to go Jericho Sims. McClung. Ooh, th- wow. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to. It was going to be three people with McClung. Okay, three point contest. Kevin Herter, Tyrese Halliburton, <laughs> Damian Lillard, Tyler Hero. Lowry Markinen with the home court advantage. Buddy Heald, Jason Tatum, and the newest member of the three-point shootout, Julius Randle. I'm going Julius Randle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go into Randle out there real quick. Um, I'm I'm going Dame. I, that's, where, that's where I was I'm going. pulling for Kevin. Really am. I am I have a feeling Dame's the guy yeah. who's going to come out on top. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go, I, I think I'm going to go Dame, too. It just feels like he can be, like, the most explosive. And, like, with a three-point shootout, it's all about once you get into the rhythm, it's it's over. Because then you hit ten shots in a row. Buddy is a threat as well. I was going to say, Buddy's what if it's Buddy? It might be Buddy. What yeah. will you do? It's, it's, it's Lowry marketing. Oh. He's at home. Okay. He's used the, to the it. Fix he's, 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 he's good, you know. The fix is in. Wow. And he's a great what shooter. Right. He's, he's a great, great shooter. shooter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the second part shoot. of it. All-star starter? All-star starter. Lowry Markkinen. Mm. It's pretty amazing. I got Markkinen winning. Okay. Uh, skills challenge is kind of weird this year. I don't what like it. Yeah, Team Ante Kubo is featuring Alex Jonas and Thanasis. 
Oh, Thanasis, they did this. Yeah. Uh, the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton, and then the rookie team of Paolo Bancaro, Jane Ivey, and Jabari Smith. I don't. I don't even. I don't know. even I mean. So I, is it a team wins? A yeah, team it's a team. Yeah, I, they why did they do this? Year, why did they do so this? Strange. Because the Ana Decupos did it last year as well. Nepotism is real. I, I, I get the rookies in this one. I'm they, rookies. When I look at the rookies' names, I'm just like, yeah, you feel like they're going to try the hardest. They're going right. to be sharp with it. That's the key. The effort is the key, especially for the the the, uh, the skills challenge. Like the first, you know, two people will just not care at all, walk through it, and then yeah, usually the rookies because they just don't know any better will be going full effort, full tilt. Rookies is probably a good shout, but I'm, I think I'm gonna go the Antetokounmpo's. They well, they have the experience. You guys enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> Soak every minute up. It's gonna be fun. I'm happy to see you guys are going. I'm also excited to see what you guys do out there. And I know you guys. I'm getting choked up oh, talking so about it. All right. Um, you're going to be on with Rami coming up. Yeah. yeah. A little bit Another too. hour. Let's do it. Two for Chris. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Yeah. Make sure you're locked into com all weekend long. We love you guys so, so, so much. We're, we are off Friday and Monday. This show will be back on Tuesday. Don't miss us too much. Don't miss us too much. <laughs> uh, we love you, but we got to go. See ya. Bye.